on today's show, we are getting to know Kim. But first, promos and pleases. Andre Psyche is the freelance creator extraordinaire, someone who makes music, poetry, art, clothing, and lives to make others feel good. Search him up, Andre Psyche, and add a little creative inspiration to your social media circle. Listeners, listen up. Get 25% off your order at ShadyRays.com by using the promo code GETTING. Use GETTING when checking out to get 25% off on the best sunglasses around. Shady Rays takes extreme pride in their multi-layered lens technology, which is made for high visibility and strength, making it shatter-resistant. Go get you a pair or two by going to ShadyRays.com, perusing their polarized sunglasses, then using the promo code GETTING when you check out. It'll save you 25% on your order. Please subscribe to the Getting to Know You pod on whatever app you're listening on. Please give a five-star rating. Please take some time to write a review. Please friend and follow the Getting to Know You pod on social media. Pretty, pretty, please tell someone about the pod. All of your clicking, linking, sharing, rating, reviewing, starring, tagging, and simple old school speaking about the pod is greatly appreciated. And now... Getting to know you. Hello. Getting to know you. Getting to know all about you. I'm going to do a terrific show today. Getting to like you. Getting to hope you like me. Because I'm good enough. Getting to know you. Putting it my way, but nicely. I'm smart enough. You are precisely. And doggone it. And Kim and I had five-minute conversation about facial hair and his mustache. So thanks, Kim, for coming on. And maybe we'll get back into that. But letting people get to know you. And um, actually, I, one of your cool inventions, which I'm super curious about the whole, like, genesis and creation of, man. So, yeah, thanks for uh, hammering out some time for us. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Sean, for having me. This is <laughs> – I wasn't expecting when you reached out. I was like, what? That was just a comment on Instagram I made, and all of a sudden – <laughs> you reached out now now i've got fanboys <laughs> yeah like what is like what is going on <laughs> yeah and it's funny a lot of people try to reply back as a test i feel like a validity test of oh yeah sure. what was my comment or like what was the comment that caught your interest and basically what i do is i grab lunch on like a saturday at a bar and grab a drink and while i have the drink i just scroll through different like podcast people's instagrams and if someone leaves a yeah. comment, I'm like, fuck it, man, that looks kind of cool. Let me see if they'll come on. I fire like 30 of those things off just to see what happens. So I never yeah. remember usually what people say or what people left. Sure, sure. No, that was, uh, yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a great idea. I love it. Um, yeah, I don't even remember. Learning. Do you remember who you posted under? Um, I don't remember the actual page, but I do remember the video. And, um, you know, some, you know, it was one of those like motivational, uh, videos that somebody, you know, somebody was interviewing. Actually, it was a, the, a Rick roll. Is that his name? Uh, um, okay. yeah. he was interviewing somebody, but then somebody had stole it, uh, <sighs> and then put it on their page. But that video, um, because I'm still getting like notifications, what a month later that people are liking the comment. And, uh, and that video, you know, for this, uh, page went viral, if you will. Um, uh, it's like a million and a half views or something. But so anyway, so I'm still getting dinged for people liking the comment. I'm like, what? 
how is this even still relevant right now? But anyway, that's what it was. It was this kind it was, and this gal uh, quote was about um, like the, like the, the theory of thirds or something is what she called it. And it was like her as an Olympic weightlifter, her coach had told her, you know, um, you know, a third of the time you're going to be good. A third of the time you're going to be like, I think, okay. And then a third of the time it's bad. And I think I had been having a shitty week um, with the business and it was like, oh, I just wrote, yeah, this is exactly what, as a small business owner, this is exactly what I need to hear today. <laughs> and uh, anyway, and then, you know, whatever, as Instagram and social media goes, uh, the next thing everybody's like, ding, 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 like, 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 and, uh, and then a few comments and, and different things like that. But then I did go back and actually find the, uh, the real Rick Roll interview and, and try to, uh, give it some love on that one as well. Gotcha. That makes sense then with the whole barbell rescue aspect that you'd be commenting under something like that, under a post like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I, I always, I find it tricky, um, for whatever reason, maybe it's cause I didn't ever want to be on social media or anything like that, that, um, you know, do I answer when I'm on barbell rescue as barbell rescue, do I answer like in first person, third person, <laughs> like who am I responding as? <laughs> like, do I answer as the business owner? Like, what am I supposed to, like, what am I supposed to do here? Anyway. So I just said, I needed to hear this today. And, uh, yeah. So. I, yeah. I, um, I don't remember your comment, but that does, I could see that resonating because I think a lot of people quit in the suck. And if you expect the yeah. suck, then you're like, okay, it'll pass. As long as you know it'll pass, right? Like, man, this is terrible, but I know it'll pass so I can deal with it. I'm, I'm going to embrace it. And I can't imagine how many things in life get to suck for people. And they're just like, you know what? Suck's not worth it. But then you just go find suck in something else. And you never get anything to completion. Right. You never see anything through. <laughs> um, so I could see that type of a comment resonating. Yeah, I think there was, um, <coughs> you know, like in the essentially year that I've been selling the brush. Um, I mean, there's been a, a lot of highs, which we, we I've done more than I could. I, I thought it would take three to five years to get to where I'm at right now as far as like the exposure and stuff like that. But anyway, that week, if I remember right, um, I think I had just gotten a couple, like, I don't know if it was, I don't know, shitty emails, shitty comments on social media, you know, like keyboard warriors. And like, I, I know that they're there and I know they're going to throw their crap out, but every once in a while, one will just kind of stick a little bit longer and you're like, ah. but, um, but yeah, like the whole, you know, small business owner, when they're talking about, you know, just the grind of it, like, even though I love doing this and this is what I tell myself often is like, I chose to be the small business owner and I chose to go down this route. Like, um, so while there's some stress, um, I knew that those things were going to, uh, I knew those things were going to come, but some days you're just kind of, uh, wear on you a little bit longer, um, than others, but, um, you just kind of, yeah, thick skin, I guess, if you will. Yeah. I'm curious why people, and I I don't mean this to be mean because it's part of the simplicity and genius of your products. When I clicked on, I'm like, I mean, I have a barbell in my gym and I've never brushed the fucking thing, but I guess if I owned a gym, I would want it to look nice. (laughs) If I want a bunch of people to touch it, it's nice that it's shiny and clean. But I look at your products and I'm like, 
that's so fucking simply genius. Like the the design, it yeah. looks so easy. It looks like it works. And I'm like, who the fuck? Like, who's gonna have a negative comment about that? Or like, what's the negative gripe about a brush that's encapsulated in a circle to clean a barbell? <laughs> like, like, yeah. where, where, how uh, are we finding negativity in this thing? That's uh, like, do do you believe bad comments about toothbrushes? Also, or are you just like a brush hater? What is wrong with you? Yeah, like they hate all brushes. Uh, yeah. No, so a lot of the negative comments will be um, related to like either um, it's a gimmick or that I'm just trying to steal money and I'm just trying to be a flash in the pan, um, but it's a piece of crap, uh, you know, just, you know, like it's just a generic like gee whiz. I don't know, like that's usually the the, the bad stuff, I guess, that comes out um, is that I'm trying to um, just make money off of poor saps even though i haven't made any money off of this yet um <laughs> it's like i'm just trying to steal money from you know i'm just trying to rob from the poor kind of thing and uh, and take advantage of of individuals when in reality it was all about uh you know when you talk about the s- simplicity of it it was i consider myself kind of a practical guy and i was like well you know to back up on how it kind of came to be was um, when I re- when I had about four or five years left in the military uh, prior to retirement, I was thinking about what I was going to do afterwards. And I thought I wanted to be a, uh, a CrossFit gym owner. And um, anyway, so I was kind of going through the steps to try to figure out, you know, learn more about running my own business, running my own gym and how I wanted to do it. And there was this chance to uh, potentially buy in um, on a new gym that was opening up locally and, uh, that really wasn't falling into place. So then I became, I was like, you know what, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll help you to the owner. Um, and I'll just coach. And so then as this dream of being an owner kind of faded away, I thought, well, maybe there's a, a practical way I can help gym owners. I've met a ton of gym owners by this time over the four ish years that I had been coach or not coaching but just doing crossfit in general and then coaching and um anyway i just it was as simple as what's a shitty job in the in the gym for owners and then you know something i could possibly help with and then one day barbell maintenance came up and like every gym owner that i had talked to said yeah barbell maintenance nobody looked forward to barbell maintenance or barber cleaning day and i thought well maybe there's a way maybe there's something there and uh I just started going down the rabbit hole and you know, it was, uh, why, why is everybody using a flat brush on a round object? That doesn't, <laughs> it was like, Oh wait, this is your bar. Everybody's using a brush like this. Why, why don't we wrap something around? So then I went to Google and like you were saying, like, why has there not been anything else? Um, why isn't there anything else out there like it? Um, so this was 2017, I think. Oh, wow. It was one of the initial, Gosh, is it 20? I don't know why I can't remember when the idea. I feel like as the inventor, I should really have yeah. this locked down in my brain on Do when it, when the idea came about. I'm, um, I'm starting to question also if you know your children's birthdays. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I remember one is a guaranteed. The other two, <laughs> I really, some days I got to think about it. <laughs> we call it a birthday month in our house. Yeah, yeah. We don't really I care about I the get, day. I, I know I got uh, November, August, and May. I know I got that part down. Um, 
then I just got to willow it down based on how they're acting at the time. Exactly. Oh, they're acting like it's coming up. Um, <laughs> and then what is my wife bought already? I'm like, oh, this is, is that next week? Yeah. We always celebrate it on the weekend, either the weekend before or after. We're never sure. Regardless. <laughs> uh, but, but anyway, the, um, yeah, so I went, man, I, I, for like a year, I would Google every keyword that I could possibly come up with um, on brushes and different style of brushes. And if there was anything out there that was remotely, that I had remotely in, in my mind as far as a cylindrical or whatever uh, round brush that I could possibly come up with, then, uh, you know, I was just going to cut my losses. And, but the longer I did it, I just was like, oh, damn, maybe, maybe there's something there. And, uh, and then I finally told my wife, I was like, I made a prototype in the garage and I asked a couple of those gym owner buddies and they said, I, I think you're onto something. And I thought, I told my wife, I was like, I think I'm going to have to go down this. I think I'm going to have to try. Um, and she looked at me like I was crazy, of course. Um, like all good wives do. Yeah, right. The skeptical, <laughs> the like, wait, when yeah. you say try, do you mean we will have to get a second mortgage on this house? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. How much debt are we talking about? Yeah. No, dude, it's, it, I can't, I'm curious about the pro actually, why can't like the Chinese steal this and sell this for like 24 cents, the technology um, or whatever your patent is, or should I not even ask? So, Cause then when they hear this, they will. Well, well, so here's the deal. Uh, it's manufactured in China already. Um, so like all of, um, so like, okay, for me, the, design team that helped me make it, um, to the packaging, to my district, like everybody is in the States, but the manufacturer is, is overseas. And so like, um, so, they so the product it. design, yeah. So the product <laughs> design team, um, he has his network, uh, especially when it comes to plastic injection molding. Um, that's where his network was or ha is and has been for like the last 20 years that they've been working together with this factory owner and, project manager and um you know they said that you know because i was i was nervous about it like i didn't know what i was getting into um and if i haven't said it yet um i'm an operating room nurse by trade so any any sort of uh product manufacturing product invention i have everything's been learned on the fly nice. and uh, so i i expressed my concern i was like you know do i need to worry about this and uh you know he was like I've worked with, I've worked with him for 15, 20 years with my business. And then a few years prior to that. And he's like, I've never had any products and we send a lot of products to them to build. And he's like, I've never had one, um, you know, any sort of like patent infringement on it. Um, that's not to say it won't happen or it can't happen. Um, I just, from day one, I've just said at, at some point it's going to be knocked off and I just need to get out in front as many people as possible and to have a good reputation as possible, prove all the, you know, all the validity and just say, okay, once the knockoffs do come, then at that point, um, you know, I'm the original. And then I just have to tout it that way and know that they're going to know that they're going to come. Um, anyway, we, you know, we, we filled out the paperwork, you know, uh, an NDA or an NNN uh, for China um, for them to sign, you know, and uh, non-disclosure and non-compete. And I don't remember what the third one is. But anyway, um, so we filled out the paperwork 
it's there, you know, now it's like, you know, even with, even like with the patent itself, um, I got it to kind of prove that, Hey, I like, I'm trying to do this officially. Mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, like I hate gimmicks myself. And so like from day one, it's always been like, I got to prove, I got to prove myself that this is not just a piece of shit. Um, and it's, you know, it's just going to fall apart as soon as, you know, after one day of using it. And, uh, so even like with the patent, it's like, okay, I'm trying to prove that yes, this is a legit product and we've done our due diligence on making sure that we're not stealing from somebody. And now that we have it and we just, uh, got our second one approved last month. Um, you know, now it's, well, if something does come now, do I have, <laughs> do I have the financial, the financials to, uh, to go after anybody, you know, um... like to make this a big, cause that's the other piece to it. Now it's like, okay, I got it. I can tell them to stop, but then like, do I have the, the money to, to yeah. fight somebody, especially if they're bigger than me. Um, you know, let's be honest, like they could probably sweep me under the, the rug in a heartbeat. Or um, buy you out, but, right? Like that's, I don't know if that's your ultimate dream. I guess we're kind of skipping around, but um, I've oh, spoken, yeah. spoken to a bunch of dudes who um, started like lawn care companies, teachers in the summer, and they get this client list. And I'm like, man, you're really working hard. It's like, yeah, really hoping to get bought out so I don't have to work. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, that's kind of how businesses work, Sean. I'm like, what? They're like, sure. either you're really into them growing, growing your own and being like millionaire, millionaire, or you're kind of happy getting bought out for like a hundred grand. Like I, dude, I'd sell my lawn yeah. business for 35 grand and I'd go upgrade my pontoon boat and be happy. And I'm like, that's why you're doing all this? He's like, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. So like, it's interesting yeah. that it could like, it'd be interesting to think about like, wow, some like manufacturer comes up to me, whatever, Amazon. And they're like, you know what? Love, won't buy your patent. 350K. Like, huh, I would sell my child for that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, uh, you know, I had a lot. Uh, I went and did my first um, trade show this weekend. And uh, anyway, and I had some other uh, vendor business owners and they were asking me like what my plan was for the future. You know, I won't say it's the, the classic, what's your five to 10 year plan for your business? Um, Let's be honest. I don't really have one. I'm just like, I was just trying to sell a brush to see if I could sell it. You know, could I invent something and then actually sell it? Like that's kind of where, as far as I got <laughs> and everything else is on the fly. But anyway, um, you know, it, it is that question about like, well, do I just want to run this until, you know, I'm 45 now. Do I want to run this for the next 20 years and see what happens? Um, you know, just, you know, if one of the kids wanted to do it, um, would they be interested, you know, um, would, you know, if somebody did come across and want to buy the company and say, I don't want to buy everything, you know, patents and, you know, what would my price be? Um, and, you know, I suppose everybody's got their price, right? So if somebody threw out a pretty big number, um, I'd probably, you know, I'd always give it like everything on this journey has really been like, I will, I'm open to anything. I will listen to pretty much anybody. Um, just to see what everybody says. And then I can just kind of like, you know, you know, go through the weeds and try to figure it out and say, no, never mind. That was kind of a dumb, that was kind of a dumb idea. We'll just forget about them. And then there's other people that will, you know, they might come up with an idea and I'm like, I'm going to hold on to that and see, I might need that later on kind of deal. Yeah. I think that's the cool part. We were talking about it um, in between our mustache conversation before recording <laughs> about if it's not, 
if you're not dependent on it hitting certain numbers at certain times, it's not like it seems sure. like you don't have like stakeholders that are expecting a 40% return on investment in year two kind of a thing. So you get to treat it, not that you don't take it seriously, because it seems like you do, but like you get to have more hobby, more leisure, more like figure out versus fuck, man, we've got to be super strategic. Yeah. The, seems like um, a great freedom. Yeah. The, the power of having the, you know, being retired from the military and then having a, uh, a part-time job in the, in the nursing world, that's always in demand. And like, I can really, I have the ability to be as aggressive with the brush business as I want to. And, uh, you know, and at first when the idea first came up, it was a very leisurely stroll because I was still active duty and, um, you know, then in late 2019, uh, a company came out with, with a flexible brush and I thought, oh shit, like, this is the first thing that's like, this is competition, you know? And, uh, I was like, I might have to get moving and, you know, but it didn't move me too much because it wasn't, um, there was enough difference between the two. We'll, we'll put it that way. They were definitely, a, they're definitely the first specialty brush that I know of. Um, and I thought, okay, I'm gonna have to kind of speed it up. And then, um, and then a gentleman out of Texas, what, you know, during my, every year, I'm always just Googling it, waiting for my dreams to be crushed, finding a brush that was on, on the market already, some, somewhere hidden. Um, I came across a kid that was, uh, I say kid, he was probably in his early twenties. I say kid because he's, I say kids because he's as old as my son. So like, (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, so, you know, I saw him and he had one that was very, very similar. I saw it on YouTube and it was similar enough for me to go, Hey, Adam, who's my patent lawyer? (laughs) Like sent him an email, like at 11 o'clock that night. I'm like, this was, this was Memorial day weekend. Uh, and that was of, uh, 20, I believe. And, uh, I said, we got to go. And then I told my buddy, so I have a, um, an unofficial, I call my, I don't know, that sounds rude. My unofficial business partner, I say unofficial because he doesn't, um, he's been just, not just, he's been a very close friend and a reliable second set of eyes. And as uh, we met in the military back in 2005, we were stationed together for about a year and, um, He's never once, his name is Sammy. He lives down in Florida. He's never asked me for anything. Never, you know, um, there have been some people that are greedily wanted to, you know, kind of jump on the bandwagon. Mm. And, uh, and they were just like, it was almost like they were just looking for freebies. And um, so I kind of had to cut them loose. Um, but anyway, Sammy had never been that way. So I call him my unofficial business partner. And I only say unofficial because uh, there's no, he's not an employee. I'm the only one that has, you know, equity in it. Like I own everything outright. Um, but he is my go-to next to my wife. He is my go-to for anything I have. Um, conciliar. But anyway, I so, feel would be a great title for Sammy conciliar. Was, yeah, there you go. <laughs> That'd be cool. fucking dope. He, he's the company yeah. he, barbell rescues conciliar like, official. Like, he would be the official yeah, conciliar. Official. <laughs> I love because I mean he has helped me. Um, he's got a very business knack. He's got a very good social media presence, 
and um, and he's kind of in this uh, fishbowl ecosystem um, down in Florida at the gym that he coaches at. And there's a bunch of small business owners, and he's involved in a bunch of different um, you know fitness expos and different things like that, and running competitions. So um, he's got a very good pulse on it. And so I'm always like, Sammy, what do you think? And he's also really good with words and writing captions. Uh, my yeah me, me not so much um anyway so he helps me edit uh anything that comes across that direction um but anyway so once that other this other uh this other kid came across uh, where i felt threatened and i had to email my my lawyer uh i was like is anybody infringing on anybody and he was like nope everybody's good and then i just remember going you know when they say competition you know, yeah. you know it's powerful like it lit a fire under my ass that day. And I said, Sam, we got to go now. Like the other guy I wasn't too worried about, but this one, um, if he had, for some reason happens to list, listen, um, like he, he got me moving. Uh, he motivated me probably more than a lot of other individuals have ever motivated me to, to get going. And I was like, I got to get in front of this guy. Um, I was never worried about, um, I thought our quality was coming along nicely and I wasn't too worried about it, but you know, just, I just had to go. And then for the next, I don't know, six, that was what, six, seven months. Um, I was chasing that guy to get out in front and, uh, and then we did get in front and eventually we got our production run was delayed, uh, for a variety of reasons. And, uh, anyway, we got some product out and then I, I think it just, you know, without sounding like an asshole, um, it just proved better than his, um, uh, maybe it's the financial, maybe it, because I had the, the ability, it looked like he was kind of trying to build them out of his house. Um, but we just had a professional manufacturer that just came out with, uh, a really good quality, um, uh, product. Um, but I haven't seen anything from that other kid for, for a while. I don't know what happened to him. Um, you crushed but, his dreams and his hopes. I you killed I, his spirit. You no, know, I might, I might have, um, Sometimes I want to say I feel bad, but other times I was like, no, we're like, we're boxing and we're going head to head at this one. And, uh, and that was just, there had to be a winner and there had to be a loser. And, you know, uh, I wait for, for my day, my day to be, you know, to be knocked off. Yeah. I've never Um, built shit, but that's like the cruel reality of business, right? It's supposed to be Darwinistic evolution. Like, yeah. Who's better. Yeah. Who's like, let the market decide. Yeah. Well, so, and the, the other part of that really is like, as much as I say that, um, yes, I was chasing him and yes, he was my, my, he was my direct competition. Um, like I still feel like the fitness arena is still like, it's so big. Like, even if you went to like, say, um, you know, like at this gym, uh, convention, home gym convention I was at this weekend, um, like there was a, you know, for the 30 vendors, that was, it was uh first annual home gym con is what it was called. Um, there was 30 vendors there and, you know, there probably had to be, gosh, um, probably four or five like manufacturers that made their own rigs, you know, squat rigs and, and racks and different things like that. So like, and they all seem like, I don't, you know, I don't know how they're all, all doing, but, you know, there's room in there for everybody and there would have been, you know, just like there's rooms for a million different chair manufacturers, there's right. there's room for for all of us. But doesn't mean I might 
doesn't mean I'm not going to go after him. It <laughs> doesn't mean I don't want to be the best. <laughs> no, see, I had that, like, I don't know. I, you, like, you admire it, right? Like, that kind of is a goal and a mindset that's, um, like, revered, idolized. I'm curious, when you say he made you go, what specifically, like, stepped up? Or what, what does go entail? Um, so, like, it was more to be, so, because that was May of... Um, was that May of 20? No. Oh my gosh. My mind is, my mind is awful right now. My memory. Um, it was definitely Memorial Day weekend. Cause it was the Monday of Memorial Day weekend. Um, was it 21 or 20? I feel like in 20, we, we like in March of 20, we March. just stopped all. I, yeah. March, March of, of 20, 20 would have been the COVID like, like we, yeah. I don't know about Alaska, but like Delaware shut down end of like March. Like it was so like was, middle of St. Patrick's Day weekends when Delaware shut down of 2020. So Memorial Day would yeah. have been that summer where everyone's hoping we can go back yeah. outside and kind of be normal. And then our dreams were yeah. pushed for the next year and a half. <laughs> yeah. So um, March of 20, I was, I'm talking like days from giving the green light to start to pr the manufacturing process. Okay. Um, so and, and I don't wanna... so then I I just and then since they were in China um, and then not know of course not knowing what what was going to go on I I told the uh, product design uh, team in Seattle I, I was like Bob I was like I think to be safe I gotta I gotta just push the pause button and then so we waited uh, um I guess that would have been a year that we waited um, to do anything more with it. And, um, so then as I'm thinking about that, so that would have been all through 20. So it must've been Memorial of 21 and I had just started. Yes. There we go. Um, <laughs> that puts it all together. Thanks. <laughs> so then we pushed pause and then fast forward a year to March of 21. And then May of 21 is when I found this, uh, this other kid's brush. And, uh, and so we had just started, um, like December 20, I started a Facebook page. I just threw a logo and had a name. I, I didn't do anything with it. Um, I only had a personal Facebook page. I had no desire to be on this, any social media. And um, so then fast forward, I think it was maybe um, April of 21. I think I just started the Instagram page and that's where Sammy was kind of helping me with it. And we were just going to kind of do this like, oh, you know, teasers and just start spreading the name and just trying to be trying to be everywhere. And then I found this kid, uh, in May and then I said, okay, we got to go. And then, and by that it was, we need to be everywhere in the fitness world. And like, I tried to like, well, the whole idea of the brush was for CrossFit gym owners. And that was kind of the, the blinders I was going to have on at first. Um, that way I could just kind of focus on where I was going to go. And then, you know, in the back of my mind, everybody else that had a bar, okay, they're a potential um, customers. Um, so then, anyway, so to go, it was, okay, we need to start putting content out, whatever that might look like. And then just me liking, responding, commenting on other fitness, other CrossFit gym pages, and then just trying to get some sort of like brand recognition, getting the name uh, floating around out in social media. And, uh, and that was the, uh, we need to go now. And 
so on that social media piece, like I couldn't really do too much to push along uh, the manufacturing side. It was, it was by that time we had said yes. And so it was just slowly moving. And so that was going to do its own thing. Um, but to get our name out, um, that's where I had to go to kind of thing, uh, came from. So trying to post to more so on Instagram, have it tie into Facebook a little bit. Um, and then it wasn't until September that I, I said, okay, you know, I had a business coach at the time. Um, and between him and Sammy, we said, I, I guess we got to look at TikTok. Yeah. I didn't really don't want to do TikTok. Um, I was like, I'm a grown ass man. What do I need to be on TikTok? For? <laughs> that's what I yell about my, that's what I yell about my kids for being on. Yeah. I don't need to be there. And, uh, anyway, I jumped on it and got extremely lucky on the second video. And then I was committed, um, at that point. Um, extremely lucky, like viral kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, so I, I was like, well, maybe I'll, I'll tinker around with it. Uh, Instagram was just kind of doing its thing. It wasn't really, you know, you know, the dopamine responses, all the likes and yeah, it wasn't really there. Um, uh, it was consistent, but I enjoyed talking to people and I was meeting a lot of individuals more so on the garage gym side. Um, but anyway, so that was good. But then the TikTok, it was like, okay, this is a younger crowd. Maybe I can just kind of help spread the word. And, you know, like they're probably not going to be buying customers right now. I don't know, but we'll just see if we can't just spread the word. So my plan was just to tinker around, um, maybe put out a video a week, test it out, see how it goes. Um, try to learn the app. Um, cause that was the other thing. It was like, I was just, I was still trying to learn, you know, how to do Instagram, why it says it's just pictures. Like then it's like pictures and hashtags and when to post and when not to post and what makes it all that, all that nauseating thing. Um, that nobody really knows how to feed the algorithm algorithm. Um, everybody talks about it, man, but like no one has, there is no true four step (laughs) process. I like, you wonder if it's just really is like one of the truer markets where, yeah, there's an algorithm, but like, if the shit's good, it just gets shared and spread around mm-hmm. and spoken about. And that's kind of a market, like the ideal market. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly like having other people generate content is, uh, you know, the ultimate, I think, as far as um, brand awareness and social media goes. Um, but yeah, so TikTok, uh, you know, it was, I made a video and I um, actually, Sammy made the, I, Sammy recorded something. I threw some filters on it, threw some music to it. That was, you know, apparently it was a thing, you know, it was a, uh, a sound that was popular. So I made that video. didn't really think too much about it. I made a second one and I saw this sound. It had like this race car noise on it. I was like, and, and then it was like all these pictures and I was like, cool. I'll run the brush down the barbell. It'll have a race car sound to it. And then I'll just, do product pictures. And I only had like one prototype, um, at the time. And I just took pictures of those. And then I ended it with, uh, a picture of my dog. Um, uh, I don't even know if he had the, Oh, I did. I might've put it around his neck. I don't remember around his collar or something like, you know, like a St. Bernard. Um, anyway, I posted the video. Didn't think much about it. Uh, that was like on a Thursday because I was like, I'll just do it every Thursday. I don't know why I chose Thursday. I just did. Um, so I pick up my daughter from school 
that Wednesday or Thursday the following week. And I was like, I don't know how my TikTok's doing. And then I, I open it up. And I'm like, oh, that's a lot of, what are all these notifications? And then I look at it and it's, you know, it's all of a sudden it says it's got like 20,000 views on it. And I was like, wow, that's a lot. And then I hit, ref- and then like I hit refresh and just 5,000 more views, 10,000 more views. And I was like, I looked at my daughter. I was like, what is going on? And she was like, oh my gosh. And so we just kept on hitting the refresh and watching it go and then comments. And um, I learned a lot about TikTok at that point. <laughs> it was like all these different like little fads or uh, things that were going on. I'm like, what is this comment? Like, you know, I didn't, anyway. Um, well, what do you mean? What is this and, comment? Like people commenting? Oh, there was like, there was comments to like other videos. Like, um, you know, it was like this guy uh, slapping his credit card and saying buy this kind of deal and there was like what's the dog doing and um then there was any like sort of uh, sexual innuendo it was like the like it was like the wild west of social media i was like like i didn't get those kind of i didn't get those kind of comments or anything like that on instagram like it i mean even to this day i get a few but nothing nothing crazy but like tiktok was just like ruthless i was like yeah what is this place like everybody was just everybody was shooting from the hip like any comment that came to mind they said it and i'm like i'm trying to keep this clean i got like i got like a 14 year old 13 year old daughter <laughs> like at the time i was like what the hell and uh anyway that weekend uh you know i think over a 36 hour period it got like a million views and uh, and i was like ah oh, shit i think i'm committed and Anyway, so then I just started to uh, make a little bit more frequent where it was like a couple a week. And then um, early last year, I was like, okay, I'm going to put one to, you know, I'll do one a day. And I ran that for quite a few months. Um, And things kind of tapered off about August of last year. It was hunting season in Alaska. You know, I was hunting caribou and moose and I didn't have a lot of time. And there was a bunch of other things that were coming up. And then uh, while the exposure that TikTok got, um, I can never tie it to any sort of revenue. That's what I was... Maybe like one one or two. I never ran ads um, on there. And uh, so maybe maybe it could have. But then things got really... um, The amount of views that those videos were getting towards the end of last year really flipped against uh, me for whatever. Uh, I don't know if I got... You know, they always talk about shadow bands and different things where, you know, it was like a few thousand views per video on average. And every once in a while, I had one that would spike up, you know, 50, 100. Um, I had, there were multiples that had, you know, you know, a couple million views and stuff like that. So, I, you know, that's cool. Um, but anyway, things like flipped where it was like, I was only getting a couple hundred views. Hmm. And I was like, what the hell? Um, but anyway, so then you, again, you're trying to figure out the algorithm, but nobody knows because everybody else is going through the same thing. It, it seemed like, and so that kind of, I don't say left a bad taste in my mouth, but it was kind of like this risk versus reward. And then the, and then the manufacturing was coming out. And then I was like, I was finally, um, close to having an actual product in my hand. And I was trying to figure out, I mean, the good thing was, is I found my distribution center contacted me after that video and said, Hey, what are you doing about distribution? Who's, and I said, well, I'm not selling it from Alaska. That's, you know, I'm not shipping it from Alaska. That's going to cost an arm and a leg. 
my little sister in Kansas, I was going to have her do it out of her garage and she was willing. And then this distribution company came along. So I'd like to tell my sister that I fired her before she even worked. Uh, she, she actually reminds me of it often. She's like, you fired me. I didn't even get a chance to prove myself. Um, you are a ruthless business owner. Yeah. yeah. Just Putting young like, men out of business, firing family members. Yeah. I just, I, I heard it was cutthroat. So I figured that's what I had. The mustache changed me. It <laughs> turned me into like whiter. <laughs> All about quick draws. There's a new, there's a new sheriff in town, buddy. I'm coming in hot. Uh, anyway, anyway. So, um, but yeah. Uh, then I just kind of, I just kind of phased out. It really within the last week, I started putting out a couple more, um, a couple more videos on TikTok. But a lot of things I don't. Um, so you were TikToking might... like prior to having a ton of product to sell. Yeah, so um, that had so that to be. I would freak me out, man. Like, what if um whatever three million orders come in and it's like, yeah, man, maybe in six months well, I can so, get them to you. It, were you in like that kind of potential situation? Well, so um, not knowing the power of it, um, and when that happened, I didn't know. Yeah, so that was September, and I didn't have product. I thought I was going to have product in hand in September, and um, and they and the product did not come until May of last year. I did a because of the because of the TikTok videos and such, um, I did open pre like I was trying everything not to take any money's money in advance because I didn't I did not knowing I didn't want to I wasn't trying to scam anybody out of it and you know you know you look at like um, shit what's the uh, what's like with the startups and you can God what is it um, anyway like you can an kind of pitch your product. No, well, that's no, you can stops. like pitch your, you pitch your product, and then like you'll get investors and whatnot. And God, what is that? Um, anyway, but you t- you essentially take the money, and the in in return, you'll you know there's like certain like little prizes, or you'll give them a uh, you know you'll get the they'll get the product at the end of it, um, once it's available. But anyway, you were taking some you you were taking their money, and I did not want to take anybody's money until I knew that that I had it. I just it didn't feel you know, I kind of felt dirty about it. Um, and, uh, anyway, then with this TikTok fame, if you will, um, I talked to a couple of people and they're like, you know, why don't you open up pre-orders and then you can, you can open it up and you don't have to spend the money. You can just let it sit there. And if for whatever reason, um, you know, it, you know, if it doesn't go well or whatever, or you have some sort of big delay that the money is always there and you can return it. You know, I could refund it. And uh, so I was like, okay, at least that will give me an idea of how many orders I need to worry about. And uh, so then that October, we opened up a pre-order. Uh, and we had a couple other videos that did decent. Um, and so then we opened up pre-orders. Delay, manufacturer delay after delay. Some of that was my fault, uh, just for not understanding the process. Um, but anyway, I think maybe we sold 80 on that um, on that pre-order and that was over the course of like three months. Um, so at that point I wasn't too worried about, um, you know, being overrun because at the time there was that fear, like in the unknown, because even my business coach at the time had, uh, no experience with, uh, with TikTok. So we didn't know if that meant, you know, 
you know, does a million views equal, you know, 10%? Yeah, 1%? right. Uh, you know, like, what is, what is, you know, it's more like zero, 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 one percent. Um, but we do, we did not know. We had no clue what was going on and what, what that meant. And so anyway, so we opened the pre-orders, you know, 60 to 80 and we left that open. And, and then we got an initial release off the, the big batch because just shipping. So then last April or, you know, February um, was when everything was back loaded at the, uh, at the docks at customs and coming through LA and everything. They just had shipping container after shipping container out there. Um, and so it was taking forever to get through. So it took like, I think they finally shipped in mid February and in the mid late February and then finally got um, to the distribution center in Dallas um, uh, at the, the first week of May last year. Holy shit. Yeah. So we were able to do it. I, I air, oh my gosh, this was, um, I air freighted about 135 of those brushes. Um, and that was to, in my mind, I was going to take care of the pre-orders and then I was going to have enough on stock to kind of get me through some, you know, buy me some time until the original shipment got there. Um, those ended up selling out. Um, so then we were still again, delayed. Um, but it was just all, it was all part of the, the learning process. Yeah. I, man, I can it's like drinking from the fire hydrant, but to be honest. Yeah, it, uh, I don't, I think I'm too OCD to own a business if that's like kind of the norm. Like so many variables going on at once that you're trying to plan for. And then, like, you just want the consistency of, wait, I'm a business. I got to have stuff. And then, like, yeah, it's impossible the, to get that first big order of stuff in. How many, can I ask how many you were waiting on? Like, what was your initial order um yeah it was three it was three thousand units gotcha and that was the small that was the smallest that i could get from anybody and that's a, a big reason why i didn't um or wasn't able to go to have manufactured in the states um and that was because uh it was like they were you know uh from my product design team um uh, bob he uh he was like kim you know, if you try to do this at state one, the cost is going to be three times as much, but then two, they're going to want, you know, an order of 10,000 units and they're going to want a guaranteed rebuy, you know, within two years. And I was like, shit, I don't even know if I'm going to sell 50 of these things, you know, outside of my family members, you know, <laughs> I had no, <laughs> you know, like my family is just going to buy you know, buy the first large batch and that's going to be it. And um, then like nobody else is going to want Christmas like morning have... comes around. Everyone knows what's in the stocking. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah. you got I'm going to I'm gonna go visit my mom and she's going to have a closet full of brushes that should just sit there. Cause anyway, I had no clue. And uh, so, um, but yeah, that might be the, there's not too many people that, well, I guess it depends on that your number of listeners, but yeah. So 3000, that's, uh, that was uh, the lowest amount that I could get. And, um, and you know, it worked out and we're talking about another production run right now. And, um, and, and that factory has been great. The project manager over there has been great. And so it's all been about like, you were kind of saying like, what's the, what's the standard. And it's like, I'm just learning what the standard is, uh, on the fly. I'm like, is this, is this normal? Is this okay? Like, 
Or, or am I just um, not you know, cool like, enough to make stuff and get it here on time for? Yeah, yeah. Is it because I'm so small that I really that they're not really that motivated to uh, <laughs> to make my stuff? Excuse me, like, sir. I'll let just... you know. I've had several videos with over a million views on TikTok. Does that change my delivery date? Does that Does that help? No. They're like, no. wait, I you can't they're even like, reply. We need to my we, email. We, Maybe if you had that many uh, dollars per view, um, yeah. then we could probably talk. <laughs> we might bump you up like a month. <laughs> yeah, right. Man, that's dude. Three thousand. I don't even know what number I was thinking when I think freight and cargo, but like three thousand yeah. is like that's a lot. If you're just trying to get rid of stuff, like like you think a ten, you're like oh a ten, that's no big deal. A hundred, oh, okay, cool. We'll do 310 times. And you're like, whoa. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, like, that is daunting when you're starting up and like don't have anything yeah, to like, go off of. A franchise I can yeah. get it that's known. But if it's brand new, that's that's a lot of that's yeah, a lot of problems. Yeah, you know, I just had a lot of uh I guess hopes and well wishes that it was oh, no, I hope this does well or hope you do good. I think you'll I think this will be good, but you know, you don't you don't really know until yeah, you're actually selling them and hustling. Um, but yeah, I was like, well, worst case, and, you know, my wife and I, I had talked about it uh, multiple times, of course, because you know it was a pretty penny, and uh, you know it was like, okay, well, we'll try to do it, and if it doesn't work, you know, then you know, do we try to we just end up trying to sell everything for cost and just you know washing our hands of it and saying, okay, we tried and. And then that's that, or, um, so it's always kind of like this, what's the worst case scenario and then be just be okay with that scenario. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's that. Like um, if we can accept like, that, then everything okay. else is gravy. Like, yeah. Like if it, you know, if they sell cool, if they don't, all right. You know, um, kind of like I mentioned before, like, yes, the, the, the idea of running the business is to make money. Um, like you want to support yourself, you want to support your family and all that other jazz. But um, I won't say that was the, you know, that's not the overall drive um, of it. A lot of it's, you know, starting from the ground up and just trying something completely out of your wheelhouse and trying, you know, um, I met a guy that was a principal not too long ago. Actually, it was my son's principal. I never talked to him until a couple weeks ago, but um, he had mentioned about how he's, I think he's a year older than me and how he at 40, he decided he wanted to kind of reinvent himself and, and do something different. I was like, soul patch. Yeah. No, uh, no sure. he became, an, he became an administrator, but it's like, he was like, you know, you say, you just could just be the kids, but then I wanted to soul <laughs> for you is the mustache for him. It's like soul so patch. For me it was mutton mustache. chops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would, if I could grow them, um, but it just, I can't grow sideburns. It makes me sad. Um, it's like I tried. I tried. Have you seen Fred since he got his chin strap beard back? Like he is just <laughs> new. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I tried growing. So okay, like after I retired, I I didn't get a haircut for like I don't know four or five months. I was trying to grow out sideburns. I was like, I've never really given it an effort because that'd be so clean shaved. And um, anyway, I got this like natural like. Um, gap and then everything just kind of grows over so i almost was like doing this like comb over sideburn look oh, but it just looked like long hair and i was like 
looks like I you got... Have, you have a terrible, like, instead of hairline, it's a terrible cheek yeah. line. <laughs> it, yeah, it was like, it just, it just looks like a, a bad comb over of pubes on my head. I was like, what is this? This is stupid. Shave that shit off. And it was like, and then the beard-wise, like, I'm kind of envious of your beard because I just get, like, a neck beard. Um, oh, yeah. But, like, at least I can do the, the mustache, though, but I can't complain too much. Yeah. Um, anyway, anyway, facial hair. It's been interesting. <laughs> so, two years with it. It's a, it's a real thing for, like, guys. When my beard was longer, I was actually pretty amazed at how many people would, like, I'm like, man, what products are you putting in there? So, so what's your, what's your grooming technique? And I'm like, I'm completely not ready for this. I was like, you know, I kind of drink coffee and talk to kids all day about books. And when I do, I just steady play with that bitch. It was like, that's how I groom yeah. it. I just check for stray food and bugs as I'm like conversating yeah. with kids. And they were like, stop. And I'm like, wait, is there something more you're supposed to do with facial hair? And the, then you hear yeah. about all these creams and greases and butters. And I'm like, yeah. What oils? Like what? You're like what? Yeah, yeah. man. So it, remember, it's a weird, um, it's a weird world. I there was a uh, a friend on TikTok. This guy had grown a mustache, and he was like doing those straight handlebars and just going. Nice. And anyway, and all the wax and stuff. And, uh, and I was like, "There's so much to this grooming thing." But I remember he was promoting this oil, and I was like, "Listen," I was like, "Does that? What's that smell like?" Because I bought some shit from Fred Myers or you know the Kroger store. And I was like, it just smells like, I don't know, like somebody shoved some, you know, like a leather up my nose. And I'm like, it, it gets in everything. It's in my, it makes my food taste like crap. I'm like, this is, this is not good. Like, I don't want any oil in there. But anyway, but I do have to do this. I do have to, I have like this natural curl. Um, so I got it. Like this one will want to curl and this one will go down. And I'm just like, that's, anyway. Yeah. I don't know so what it's what called about. when you grab whatever grab hair and like manipulate it down yeah um, but like yeah. my beard when it hits a certain length because i don't grow it out underneath this is such a stupid ass detail but one side yeah, gets hooked or curves out and the other side grows straight so like three <laughs> inches in yep. it's all i can fucking stare at when i'm shaving my neck in the morning and then i'm like trying to pull out this natural almost like a beard calic that makes the hair yeah, go a yeah. different side on my face. And I don't even know if it's real or not, or if I'm like imagining it. And I'm like, you know what? That, no, that, that was, once I notice it, that's when the fucking clippers come out. And I'm like, done. We'll start beard, over. A beard calic. No, I think that's a, I think that's a real thing. Yeah. Because that's, I'm pretty sure that's what this is. It's like, yeah. a, like a mustache. And I think that's why the people yeah. get into the product aspect of it. Yeah. And I'm just like, I, yeah, I yeah, don't like, like watching like my daughter or my wife, you know, like they're trying to straighten their hair and they're blow drying it. Yes. Like, Shit, am I gonna have to blow dry my mustache? Twelve different brushes, right? Oh no, that's my cold brush. <laughs> There's a cold brush too. Thought it was a hot brush. You're like, what? Oh, no, it's a steam plate. <sighs> I'm like, what? Are you kidding? There's CBD oil in there for the yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> for the endocrons. For what? It, I have endocrons. It, it it calms my follicles with my CBD. <laughs> I've found out through 23andMe that my DNA, I've actually suffered trauma that affects my hair growing. So what this does, it goes to the cannabinoid system and allows me to maintain my inner peace. You're like, so all that for your hair? Is that, is like, that what? what's happening? Like, like, but that's some of the conversation. It's like almost like a life coach for your grooming. <laughs> and you're like, this is... 
<laughs> this is too much. It just I, I don't I don't even want people to come at me with those conversations. So I just that that's why I got rid of my beard. I was like I'm I'm uncomfortable meeting new yeah. people and this being the starter. <laughs> Um, what, so what was the, okay. the principle? Cause I do take notes. So in case I go on tangents, I'm like, Oh yeah, shit. That's what you're talking about. Oh yeah. 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 So he just changed jobs being a, from being a, a high school principal. And then uh, he's on the administrative side and uh, you know, now he's more like on the administrative HR and dealing, you know, with the, uh, you know, the teachers on a day to day basis. But anyway, he just kind of made this comment about, uh, you know, he just kind of want to reinvent himself. And I think, uh, you know, maybe that's some of this, what this journey is, is to try something new, um, to keep it fresh. Like, um, like I love, I love being in the operating room. I love watching surgery. Um, I could do it until the day I die, but you know, it's like, um, I don't want to sound like a bad nurse, um, but it's kind of like on the autopilot, you know? Um, and then this gives me something to like, I got to think about it and I can try to plan for. And then there's, you know, the excitement of being new and then the excitement of meeting new people. And the, you know, you know, there's the rush when, when a five-star review comes in on the website and I'm like, all right, they get it. And, you know, you know, the validation on my, you know, that yes, I thought, yes, I made uh, a good product and, you know, just kind of, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's, I, I point back that direction because it's where my daughter's room is, but um, you know, it's like, maybe it's shown that, my three kids that you can really do anything you want to um at any stage in life you know you're not just because you're doing something at 20 doesn't mean you're locked into it for life um and and you know that small business or entrepreneur or business owner like bug has always kind of been there and this is finally me i finally got the chance to to do it you know um so that, you know it I is a little bit i i do wonder um so and just I guess to make it about me because we're all narcissistic and egocentric. Sure. Oh um, yeah, we part of part, part, part of my can I get ten minutes on this motherfucker? Um, <laughs> but to, uh, double on that point, part of when whatever the pandemic hits, I start the podcast and I have this idea, and I'm like, man, this is gonna be fucking stupid. I'll kill time with it. But then. I get into kind of like researching it and some of the OGs like uh, Joe Rogan, I think started his podcast at 40 and I went back and like yeah. watched the original episodes and I'm like, dude, you're talking like you're fucking 18 and you're 40. You've got a family, your hats on backwards. And like your, your first 40 minutes of your podcast is like you figuring out what cool filters are going down the screen. Cause there's snowflakes and you're high as fuck. And, um, talk about like your barbell rescue thing, not to make it super dirty with like sexual innuendos. One of his first, um, approaches for advertising was the fleshlight. Oh yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing until. Yeah, until dude. Right. And like they had a 20 minute conversation about the pros and cons. And then his one boy was like, I mean, so I had to try the product out and like grotesquely getting into this. And you're like, the what he has now started as yeah. that and i mean dude comic he's sure. connected he was in the industry it's completely different but just the fact that he was able to start it at his age and pivot into this brand new thing you were like wait so 40 yeah. isn't old to try stuff i don't have to like go bald and get a corvette and look for a 20 year old like that doesn't have to be my 40s it can yeah. be some sort of other challenge but you wonder like is that just in us where we need that you 
you establish where you're at in life, 20s through 30s, you get your family right, like stereotypical, right? Yeah. And then your sure. family's growing up and you're like, well, what's my next challenge? Because I've kind of got my career, I've got my family, but I need not to dominate, but to dominate something. I, I need to get the blood pumping again. And why not make yeah. it a business in your 40s? Like that, that seems actually really helpful <laughs> to like community, to country, to yourself, your sanity, to your family as an example. Yeah. Yeah. I, that just made me think of, um, I think some of it also is just the, um, the, the not trying, like, I guess. So prior to joining the air force, um, I didn't join until I was 23. Um, so I had a handful of years there where, uh, I went, I did community college. I was on the three year associate's degree plan. Um, I just didn't know what I was going to major in. And, uh, anyway, I met, met my, Met this girl who's now my wife. I happened to get her, you know, we got pregnant, uh, but then we got married. And uh, anyway, and then so like I kind of had some, you know, life prior to, but I remember seeing um, there was this job that I worked at at this sign shop. And uh, really, I was just putting stickers on whatever they told me to put the stickers on, right? Because you told me. Why'd you put the stickers on there? Because you told me to, drill sergeant. Um, that kind of thing. And uh, why anyway, are you so, standing here? Because you didn't tell me to leave. Because because <laughs> you told me to man this machine right here, and I here I am. I'm waiting for the next job to come through. But anyway, um, there was like um, probably a half a dozen guys that were you know either was my direct supervisor or they were up in. I remember there was a couple guys up in marketing. Um, and then a couple other guys that worked in, you know, they were like the, their sections, uh, supervisors, but you know, they, let's, you know, they were 50, maybe, maybe 40, you know, kind of in the, in our age range. And, uh, but I remember them saying that they, you know, there was like one, like, cause I, when I finally decided to join the military, a, a few of them came up to me and said, Hey, I always, I wish I would have done that, you know, when I was younger. And, uh, so I think that, you know, and then, you know, my dad, uh, he worked in a factory for 40 something years. And, um, and so I watched that and I know that he had this desire to be like a football coach at one point. Um, and then, you know, he started that and got married at, you know, all four of us kids came like that. And then, you know, then he's just in the grind of, of raising kids. And so I always saw these kind of like people either say it or not, you know, just kind of seeing them like not try um or not not just to make not just to make the leap and i think that's always just kind of stuck in where it was like um you know like with this like i saw a couple i I won't i'm far from a serial entrepreneur you know serial inventor like i've had like a couple ideas i thought i should go after but then never did you know until when this one came about and there was a little validation from a couple of friends and i i finally you know it was like i think i got to do this because if i don't i'm going to be more mad at myself for not trying than if I fail. Like if I completely fail, you know, it's easy to say right now because things are going pretty decent. Uh, but you know, even if it and and I've had early, you know, the early success makes makes it a lot uh, more palatable. Um, you know, I'd, I'd still be more pissed off at myself if I didn't at least try. And then now seeing other, you know, other people, you know, having seen a couple other brushes come about, um, and then being like, damn it. I should have tried, you know, would I be in that same conversation with them or, or anything like that? Could you imagine if one of your kids got into working out 
and whatever, you're four years down the road, you're late forties and you're like, you yeah. go over to your daughter's house or your son, your son's the oldest one, right? Yeah. You go over yeah. to his gym and you're like, son, how are these barbells so shiny? He's like, dad, let me show you this awesome product I found. Yeah. Right. And it's rescue <laughs> barbell, not barbell rescue. And yeah, like, yeah. And then I I look over at my prototype on the garage and go, Yeah. Yeah, I would have been I would have been angry. Yeah, no, like, I I think that's awesome. Cause cause you're right, like it is a weird reason why not. You know, you get distracted yeah. by something. I know for like me, a lot of it's like, fuck, do do I need three hours of Netflix? today like could i have a more productive saturday like can i find the gaps yeah. in my life where i'm tired but i can still be productive instead of getting the excuse of uh eh, yeah and just pissing away yeah. the time you know it's it's um yeah. I, I don't know what it is but it seems to whatever it is it gets a lot of people's ambition mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I i don't maybe this is me stretching this out a little too much and you know some people like to try to make their I don't know. Maybe try to make your life a little bit more meaningful. Um, <laughs> but, uh, um, but you know, like this, uh, like bigger thing, like, um, like your mark, uh, like your mark on history kind of deal. Oh yeah. You know, whether, whether it's how, how big or small you, you want it, you know, like maybe, you know, for whatever stupid reason, maybe this is, you know, you know, the first 20 years was my, was my mark, uh, the military. And that was that, but, then this is the the next stage and the next mark. Maybe I want to try to, you know, I want to try to out, you know, outlive my, my physical life. Yeah. Kind of thing. Right. You know, maybe that gives me a sense of peace and, you know, I don't know, you know, can I correlate that to inventing a brush? I, I don't know, but maybe, maybe there's something, um, maybe there's something in there where it's like, you know, maybe that will out, outlive me, you know, I, I never got the story, Kim, about actually like the invention, the process, the like I'm picturing you in the garage late at night, just, I don't know, like screwing with stuff. So can you take me to the prototype Um, and like the, hey, this is my first step, you know, the decision. Yeah, yeah, the, once the idea of, um, gosh, I haven't, this has been a while since I thought of this. Um. But like, once the idea of why don't we have a, a brush that uh, wraps around or, you know, it's 360 degrees and, or, you know, that whole ordeal. Um, besides like looking up, uh, you know, on the internet and trying to find a variety of brushes that are out there. Um, I came across the flex because this was before my, the 2019. Um, so October 2019 is hybrid athletics. They came out with one that's like this flexible um, uh, brush. But so I filed my first patent almost two years prior to that. Um, and I don't know how long they had been working on it. But anyway, as I was researching, I found this one flexible one, um, actually kind of similar to uh, this competitor. And I thought that's, it was shaped funny. And I thought, well, if this can do the job, I'm going to stop right here. But it couldn't do that. It couldn't do what I wanted. Uh, so I bought a couple of them and I cut them up and I thought, okay, maybe I can put this like on some sort of like a C clamp of sorts. It'll be on a hinge. Um, 
and I thought maybe I can make him, you know, like, like the true, uh, American dream entrepreneur, like I am going to manufacture these in my garage. Maybe I can find something that's already been made and I can just piece them all together. Uh, and I thought, okay, maybe I could just, I can at least, maybe could I do this out of PVC pipe? And the, I could never find one that was the right size that would fit snugly. Um, and then I, I remember walking around the grocery store looking at cylindrical items that I could cut up because I had looked all over my garage. I was like, PVC pipe's not working. This isn't, you know, nothing's working. I even tried, <laughs> forget about this. Um, I even tried to carve one out of wood just to prove my point. And uh, anyway, it snapped in half. Like, I made it too thin on one side. It's like, anyway, I was like, that was a lot of effort. Um, and, <laughs> Nothing like uh, wasted effort. <laughs> it was like, trying to I'm manifest whittle, a vision. <laughs> I'm going to whittle this thing. Like, grandpa sitting on a front porch um but anyway so i tried carving one out of wood and then one day i found a uh uh, a water bottle in the house and you know because everybody's got like a bazillion water bottles and it was like a perfect you know cylinder and i went this is it okay i went to the table saw i chopped it up my wife was like what are you doing i was like just cutting up this water bottle don't worry about it inspired uh, leave me alone (laughs) yeah and uh so i cut it up and i was like okay i need a hinge uh i remember fine i you know i thought i was going to use like this a piano hinge is what it's called it's like a flexible plastic kind of like on your tupperware lids yeah um i believe that's called a piano hinge um or maybe anyway uh, that's what I'm going to say it is and, and run with it. But uh, anyway, so I, I remember getting this sample from this uh, company. And I just said, hey, I'm interested in this for a product I'm making. Um, can I get a sample to see if it will work? Anyway, they were gracious enough to send me like two foot of this flexible hinge. I taped that onto the water bottle. I taped in this other brush, this rope brush thing. And I was like, oh, I don't, I'd show you on pictures, but, uh, or I'd show you right now, but it's downstairs. Anyway, so I made this in a bunch of duct tape and I put it on the the barbell and I, you know, you cleaned it a couple of times. It didn't fit snugly, but it proved the concept. And then I showed it, that's when I showed it to a couple of friends. I was very, um, tried to keep my cards close because of not knowing like, Oh, somebody, these are my friends, but will they steal the idea? Maybe I don't have very good, maybe I don't really have any good friends um, if I was worried about them. No, dude, it's an Uh, interesting trust test, man. Like, and I I don't know. I don't know if it's like a a guaranteed million air status for stealing the idea, but it is like when you said everybody has a number, like your friends got a number when they're not going to be your friend. You know, like yeah. everyone yeah. does kind of have a number. <laughs> yeah. So it, it is a weird yeah. trust test to find yourself and think about. Yeah. And so like, you know, as much as you want to talk to your, um, you know, during, during all of this time, um, I was constantly listening to podcasts and YouTubing, whether on, whether, cause I'd never cleaned a barbell in my life at that point, uh, whether it was cleaning barbells, product invention, how to manufacture like all of these i'm just non-stop listening to all these podcasts and and reading articles how to run how to start a small business uh you know shark tank of course is is always on tv and uh, so it's just constantly trying to learn all the little pieces while i'm just trying to make this 
little prototype. And then, you know, once those couple friends um, kind of said, yeah, let's, I think you're onto something. Um, I just called, I just emailed a couple manufacturers stateside and said, Hey, I got this product idea. Um, would you be interested in it? And, you know, I either got no response or I feel like I had two people actually respond and they just said, uh, you're too early. And then another person said, I think you need to talk to this company. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean I'm too early? Yeah. Like, I, I was wondering too early because you're using like duct tape. And you don't have a, I, like yeah, a definite yeah, so, design. Um, yeah, so I didn't have like a legit um, a blueprint legit product, and so that was what's that? Were they looking for like a blueprint more so than a concept? Yeah, like I think they wanted more of a uh, like you know like an official engineered CAD drawing. Gotcha. Yeah, um, that's wrong. Okay, you and, knew the name of it, but yeah, and, that sounds wrong. Uh, yeah, so you know, I, I went back to you know as I was listening to all these um, podcasts and inventors podcasts, and then one day I heard this guy that made a firefighting tool, um, like to open up doors quicker for firefighters, you know. And um, anyway, he he had given props to this product design company, and I was like, "Is that what I need? What's a product?" What's a product design company? So I looked this company up. I I, e I even emailed that firefighter to say, hey, how was your experience with this guy, with this company? And uh, he gave them rave reviews. And I just said, I emailed uh, I emailed the uh, product design company, Pillar Product Design. I emailed them and I said, hey, I got this idea. I, I think I should talk to you um, about it. And how do I get it to become a real product? And, uh, and kind of from there, uh, away we went, I gave them my little mini elevator pitch, if you will. Cause that was one thing I was like, everybody's got an elevator pitch. How the hell do I do an elevator? What's an elevator pitch? <laughs> Damon, Damon John from the shark tank always talks about an elevator pitch. <laughs> I'm going to go look that up. Uh, dude, it's really tough. And again, to make it all about me, cause that's all I care about is like when they ask about the, so what's your podcast? I'm still like, uh, I just message random people I find through Instagram comments and get to know them about their life. And I'm like, I guess yeah. that is my elevator pitch, but, but yeah, but what is the pocket? I'm like, I just do long form conversations that I post unedited as I get to know about people. Yeah. yeah but what, yeah. and I'm like, I, I don't know what genre it is. Like when I list this thing, I think it's under like society and culture. I'm not analyzing uh -huh. society and culture. I, I still don't yeah. have a name for it it's like nah yeah n not any kind yeah. of genre i'll have a stripper on here and i'll have politicians on here and then i'll have inventors like yeah. you i'll have rappers on here i like it's just this weird <laughs> homogenous no, anybody anybody who's anybody who's foolish enough or desperate enough to come talk to a complete stranger in delaware <laughs> comes on the pod yeah, that's my <laughs> elevator pitch <laughs> do you Hey, do you want to talk to me? Uh, just, anyone who, you. anyone who give me a chance to be a friend. Yeah, <laughs> that's my pitch. My friend. Um, no, because I remember when I was looking after you had sent, I was like, "Who is this guy?" Because I, and then because um, up until this time, um, let's, I think I've I've only been on like um, two or three other podcasts, but one but they've all been in the fitness space, right? And uh, so um, I knew where they were coming from, and, and but. It, so when you reached out, I was like, as I was scrolling through your, as I was doing my vetting you, I was like, what does this guy talk about? 
Like, I have no clue. He, who's the, he talks, there's no rhyme or reason here. Like, who he's talking to? Like, he just talks to everybody. And uh, anyway, I was like, cool, let's go with it. And we'll see what happens. Because so I knew that this wasn't going to be like a, a normal, you know, um, hey, this is how I started my breath. Or, hey, I'm in the fitness, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's, I, like I guess that, to so. go back to the elevator pitch, like, it's a weird thing to figure out how at least for me it has been and it seems like a little bit for to like get to the space of cool um this is my message like this is my brand this is my 45 seconds and whoever hears this will completely understand everything i want them to about this really complex idea that i've reduced to here's my 30 seconds go yeah yeah exactly it's crazy to get it uh, for me it's still been hard to get there yeah. Um, you know, that was what was weird about going to this um, this trade show this past weekend. And, you know, it was a lot of the the vendors and even the spectators, I guess. Um, a lot of them we had I'd already been talking to for like the last two years. I, I just kept on making jokes that, you know, it was brought up as a way to bring the home gym community together um, and for everybody to meet finally meet face to face. It was kind of like I'm meeting my pen pals, um, uh, finally. And, um, so it was fairly, we'll call it a fairly safe place. And, Mm -hmm. you know, where everybody was going to be, you know, just kind of got the impression that everybody was going to be supporting everybody. And, you know, vendors were all going to be helping vendors and blah, blah. And, uh, but, but even then knowing that it was kind of that safe, it was still like, Oh my gosh, I could potentially, I have to pitch this to somebody that's never seen the product before and why would they want it, you know? Um, because, and there was a quite a few, um, quite a few gym owners themselves that were there that were in the neighborhood. And so, you know, it was like I made this for gym owners and now I got to try to explain why I made it and still keep their attention Yeah, right. um, before they want to go, before they want to go see something else. So like even, you know, even this, this far in the game, you're still kind of refining uh, that little elevator pitch and not to try to make it sound like it's, you know, all rigid and robotic, like, and, uh, but you have to have some sort of consistency with like, like, um, that was the thing about McDonald's, the Michael Keaton movie where he acted as the, um, inventor McDonald's. Did you happen to see that? No. Yeah, right. So again, it goes to my point of how much fucking time I waste. So there was this movie about like how McDonald's <laughs> came came to be and Michael Keaton plays the character. He comes across this hamburger stand and he's blown away at how quick a fresh hamburger gets to someone who orders it. But then he notices how consistent it is. And like they came up with the ketchup gun so that every squirt of ketchup is the exact same. And that has to be, I imagine if you have a real product, like a really, really important thing is like every person that interacts with my product gets the same experience because that's how you have a consistent product. Correct. Correct. I think that's, um, and I've tried to stay, um, that way from, you know, just interacting with individuals on social media, uh, through email and, and always try to keep the same pitch. Like there's obviously, um, directions that I could go with the brush as far as advertising goes. Um, uh, that I've just tried to stay away from. And it's like, I'm on this like edge, like I could, you know, just run down the, um, 
the adult entertainment side and uh, or i can just try to keep this um clean and you know like like it's a very uh, it's obviously a very um, uncomfortable motion for some uh it's and, the, and so you kind of it's the shake it. weight do you remember it's the shake weights when that was like a yeah. thing five years ago <laughs> like that was the first fucking you know, thing i thought about you know the um the amount of times that it's been like the amount of comments that I've received would be like, I bet this guy, I bet this same person has a shake weight at their house. I was like, <laughs> maybe I should do, maybe I should do the collaboration with shake weight apparently. <laughs> or get like their endorsement. But like, yo, if, yeah. if, if, if I paid you three grand, could I say I am the officially shake weighted endorsed barbell cleaner? <laughs> and yeah, like if that like went up, dude, there's this stupid video of Rex Ryan handing them out to all the New York Jets players, like as they're warming up. And then it's just a minute and a half of uh, NFL kids, basically, again, young 20 year olds warming up with yeah. shake weights, getting their forearms right, balancing yeah. their core. And yeah. it, it's so juvenile in locker room. But then yeah. you're like, uh, it really pigeonholes you, man. Like if you go down that route, how do you yeah. ever really come back? Right. Yeah. And that's, um, yeah, that's the, that's been kind of the trick. Cause like I tell everybody, I'm like, listen, my daughter's on here. My mom watches <laughs> and I have a grand, and I have a, you know, I have a one year old granddaughter. Like someday yeah. she will be on social media. Like, um, I try, I try my heart and you know, like there's, there's obviously some, you know, advertising that we have that's very subtle. Um, but, I think there's a, uh, you know, it's that, that difference between say the PG 13 mature audience versus a rated R, yeah. um, advertisement. And so then just trying to keep it, um, at that balance. Cause I mean, I have had, um, folks share some videos and, um, or stories on Instagram or, or wherever. And, and, you know, I, I'll either comment about a, uh, the personal use disclaimer, um, like McDonald's and the hot coffee, um, <laughs> Could you imagine if you I got did, sued I, and somebody was like, the, this product uh, is not meant for self-pleasuring? So and you had to you put know, that disclaimer. I, it's on the website. It is on is the website. Is it really? Like, I, um, and it's funny because I just, I just sent it to somebody um, earlier today. Um, oh but God. like somebody, somebody made a video and I just was like, um we can only assume the only response i gave it was we can only assume that you read the personal use disclaimer um, that's a great line though, dude. like that's a great it, even keel pg-13 response yeah and i was like i can only assume and you know and uh but yeah i was like shit if if mcdonald's can get sued for hot coffee uh yeah <laughs> like i could i could easily get sued for this if this but um but yeah, I was going to show the uh, the disclaimer. It says, um, so it talks about the intended use. And it says, uh, in addition, the intended use of this product is for the above mentioned items, not personal use. And then Barbell Rescue will not be held liable for any damage caused to persons, <laughs> barbells and or, and or equipment. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if that'll, you know, in my... I don't know if that'll hold up in law or, you know, in the court, but, um, I figured at least it's there. Like, yeah, shit, uh, it shouldn't like, hurt. Come on, like, it wouldn't hurt. It's called barbell rescue. Like I, I can't take any chances with this one. Um, you know, and of course some people laugh at it. Uh, um, but yeah, so it's, 
That's awesome yeah, that you had to put that on the website. Like, that you gave it it's that tricky. thought because that, like, it's funny that that has to be the concern of an entrepreneur, someone trying to get a business off the ground. It's like, yeah. what do we do for the dumbass? And like that, they're like, yeah. oh my god! Imagine if you went viral because it was like the barbell rescue challenge, and some bros were yeah. out there just going, <laughs> and you're like, what? The did, hell? You just, did you just did you just speak this into existence? God, I hope not. Um, no, I had somebody somebody had made a comment one time, like, you know, somebody's going to try this, and it was just my response was, and that day scares us. <laughs> like, I don't know what else. God, I hope not uh yeah um <laughs> yeah everything it's amazing the like sometimes the uh the band like the mental bandwidth that you got to put into something so you're just like do i i gotta put this don't i yeah uh, i think i better cover my bases uh personal disclaimer yeah and it's not use. like even a quick like it's funny to joke about but then when it's like a real thing you're like no no, no wait we actually like maybe we need to take 20 minutes and talk this out and you get what yeah. conciliary, I'm going to call him Sammy. I think I messed up his name. Yeah. Is it Sammy? No, it's Sammy. Yeah. yeah. Conciliary, conciliary Sammy. Let's get him. Concierge. Let's get him on the line and let's hash this out over lunch. And you're like, yeah, this is really going to be we, the topic of our lunch. Do, wow. Yeah. Do we need to have a personal use disclaimer? Or, <laughs> I think we do. It's <laughs> awesome. Let's... Um, uh, Pivot back to yeah, pivot, pivot. definitely something much more wholesome. The getting with the product design people because I'm thinking again because yeah. I watch too much TV. It's the ad this and I forget the company. The dude comes up, but it ends with this like I think it's more of a patent, but the caveman hammering out the wheel. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know what they are, okay. but is are those more patent people? Because I am curious about like trusting the product design to not screw you over. Yeah, so um, if I remember right, they are they're a patent. They're more on the patent side of the house, um, and I know exactly what commercial you're talking about because uh, I actually had a uh, an ex uh, coworker who invented a product who helped use them. But I think they kind of helped them. I'm gonna say they kind of helped them go through the concept phase and then apply for a patent. Maybe not. I don't. I'm maybe they have. I'm just talking to my ass right now. But maybe they have um, a network that can get you to a product design or to have you get you in contact with it. But I think they just kind of get you through the patent side. So, so like would... this ex coworker, he just, he got the, he filed the plant, filed the patent. And then he's just looking to try to sell it or license it. He didn't want to go through the whole manufacturing um, and, and run the business. He just kind of wanted to put it out there and then try to sell the idea. How do you um, get a patent without a product design? I would think it would be the um, complete opposite. I, I would feel like you'd have to have it, like the hard blueprint to patent, not patent before. Yeah. Um, so design. I remember that. So I actually had a, a patent agent at first. It was a local guy. Cause I was trying to keep, I was trying to keep it local as much as possible. Um, but there's, so there's like patent lawyers and patent agents. Um, if you want to, I kind of liken it to uh, like in the surgical anesthesia world, you ever, nurse anesthetist and then you have your anesthesiologist so you have ones that's a doctor and one that's a, a nurse um anyway so they have patent lawyers and then they have patent agents you know there's certain requirements for the agents but anyway um i had this patent agent and he was actually um well him and even the, the product design team 
they were excited they actually had a, a hands-on prototype because they have even filed patents for just the ideas and then just the drawings. So it's not even oh. a real, a, uh, you know, a tangible um, product or prototype. You know, it like literally somebody would just say, hey, I drew this up onto my napkin. Right. Um, and then they'll try to file it that way. Um, and then they can get the uh, the process going. So I guess you don't necessarily need to have it. For because um, you can patent ideas even if it's not a tangible or like would it be called a would it be fair to ca call it a tangible product or a producible product? I guess is what I'm thinking about. Like, yeah. hey, I have this concept, well, so, but I have um, no idea how to make it. I, but I want to claim my concept. That's basically what happens yeah, I, first. Yeah, because I remember um, through the stage. Uh, so once I got to the product design side, they had a very um, structured. Uh, like three phases um, to go through, and uh, and he did talk about um, how was it pretty much like okay, the, in theory these will work, but then once you get to the manufacturing side, that you know that may not be feasible. So there could be products mm. that you think of or ideas that you think of, but then once you get to the manufacturing side of the house, they you just can't do it. Uh, you know, I assume because of the materials or just physics in general uh yeah right you know, like something somewhere somewhere along the line on the engineering side of the house it just cannot work um or it just hasn't been thought up yet on how to do it um but for mine it's just a piece of plastic i just had to make molds i just had to make molds um but it did make it easier for the product design side of the house um to build concepts off of and then so everything just kind of morphed um, from the duct tape water bottle. And what'd you call it? Piano hinge? Duct tape water bottle? Piano yeah, hinge? Yeah, and the uh, sample piano, piano hinge, hinges, uh, right? Like yes. gifted. <laughs> yeah. So the um, the other uh, the other piece to it um, with the brush was uh, the inserts are replaceable and. Um, and some of that had to do with like, okay, from the, a business standpoint, how do I get a customer customer to return? And uh, um, okay. so that was the replacement inserts is that that piece that you you buy first, the the housing and the inserts. It comes as one. It's kind of expensive, but then now I'm just using replacements as the brush wears out. And so it was like how to get um, repeat customers. Yeah. Um, I saw that from my wife's side of the house with um, when we moved up here, she started selling real estate and it was like how to get referrals and then repeat customers. And it's surprising how many people repeatedly buy properties and, and houses. But anyway, so you're always just, there's kind of this steady income of repeat customers. And that's what I was trying to get to Dude. Um, as well. So just as a really uh, silly side note, um, as a teacher, I met this guy who sells um, insurance. Yeah. Do, do you know anybody in your life who sells insurance? Yeah, my brother-in-law does too. And I've never okay. gone too deep into the weeds so with it. But. I, I didn't get too deep, but I'm a, I'm, I'm about to re-talk about my midlife crisis. They're like, yeah, once you find someone to buy insurance off you once, then like every six months you just get a check for them because everybody auto-renews. And like there's a commission that gets associated oh. with the person that gets you there. So sure. when you get to like life insurance, when you... All, all these different aspects and it's like 
Yeah, then all of a sudden people are like, oh, I got an insurance guy. He'll take care of you. And you start getting passed around and it is just pat. You think renting a property is good passive income? Start fucking selling insurance property or insurance policies. And I was like, yeah, is that really how that And Then I started thinking about it. I'm like, it makes total sense because they're always coming It every annual renews and nobody cares. Mm -hmm. Everybody's like, yep, it worked. Cool. Sign me back up. You might. Yeah, you might have your one, uh, your one oddball that's like digging into the uh, the yeah. agreement once a year. But other than that, for the most part, yeah. Yep. Tri- okay. Trips to Cancun. Do I got insurance. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but that see, like, I would be the business person to be like, I, I, I guess maybe I would get to that point. But that's to me very smart to think of. Not only do I want a quality product that works and does stuff, but I need to keep people yeah. coming back. Yeah. The, um, I will say up in, I don't want to, I don't want to come across as like patting myself on the back, but, um, <laughs> part of it was from, part of it was from my wife as she was learning the, um, the real estate side of the house. And then she got really involved in her first, um, uh, the first office that she worked with and from the business side of the house. And so, you know, she would do these book, book clubs and whatnot. And, uh, you know, like executive leadership, uh, style, uh, books and meetings and, and we'll call them masterminds if you will. Um, but anyway, so as she was getting those books in, she doesn't like to read, but I was reading through all those books and, and so giving her talking points for the book club. <laughs> pretty much. I was giving her, I was giving her the clip notes 100% and Look. we've made jokes about that. <laughs> There you go. When She'd somebody like, mentions like, this, Laura, we read, we read this book, Laura. <laughs> Remember, I told you about these five key points of the book, or the one nugget of of uh, gold that was tucked in the page three hundred and seventeen. And then, yeah, exactly. Um, then on the car ride home, you're like, I swear to God, I set you up. Whenever they yeah. mention renewable items, I... you were supposed to say what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I had, yeah, I had been, I had been reading all those books and just kind of soaking it in. But then, you know, at some point, you know, the classic, uh, now we got to apply it. Yeah. Um, that's the, uh, that's really the, what I've been for the last year. It's all been about, oh shit. You know, I know I've read this, uh, but now I got to actually apply it. Um, you know, whether it's customer service or, or, you know, just, just everything that has to, to go with, you know, the books, uh, yeah. all the finance side of the house and how you're going to do that and setting up your business. And okay. Uh, yeah, I've read about this, but shit, this is a lot harder to, to do, to actually, you know, uh, put it all together. Yeah. Um, it, it really but, seems but like a million, when they talk, a million things yeah, to juggle. When they, yeah. And then when they talk about, you know, experiences, you know, the best teacher kind of deal, holy shit. Like that's, um, that is beyond true. Like I, like I'm, I think you just learn. Like once you start applying it, you just start learning at an exponential rate. Um, like I think you know the books are good, obviously, but you know until you're really applying it and putting it in in process and in motion, um, it's kind of hard to. Like I like in my mind, I knew I knew. Okay, I got to set up systems. I got to set up systems. I need automations for emails. I need to have this. But then it was like, once it finally came, it was like, I know I need to do this, but now I got it. How do I set up the automation? Yeah, you best know? way. 
what's the most efficient uh, way? This one's like a $400 a month yeah. company. This is 25 cents per email, yeah. or they will only reply to these. Yeah. Kind of, like you start looking into services that produce what you need and making that choice. And you're like, fuck man, what I, I, I don't like you, you feel inept. How do I even pick? How am I supposed to think yeah. to decide what to pick when I don't know what I'll actually need? <laughs> yeah. Uh, like a website platform, like get your website, just put a landing page out there that says coming soon. And just there you have your, you have your web domain, blap, you can get to it when you get to it. But then it was like, well, who the hell, who the hell do I use? There's a million different platforms out there. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I went with one because I was like, you know, I asked my little sister cause she has a photography business. And I'm like, what do you use? And she said, oh, I use this. And I looked at it and I said, cool, that seems like that'll work. It seems pretty user-friendly. You know, it worked to an extent. And then once money started rolling in uh, from the pre-orders, all of a sudden there was these fees that I didn't know clue where they came from. Uh, and I was like, uh, well, this is stupid. And then I couldn't get anybody to, you know, no customer service to help me. So then I started yeah. asking around. To, uh, then I started looking at everybody else's websites because now all of a sudden this is an issue. And it was like, everybody, what's Shopify? <laughs> and I talked to a couple of people about that and then, you know, everybody, you know, it's like they got like, you know, they're the, the most popular one that seems for like product based e-commerce and stuff like that. And everybody kind of talks to them and um, anyway, uh, or integrates, you know, all their, you know, a bunch of these, you know, like my distribution center and then, you know, like they integrate with them. And um, and so it kind of makes everything else seamless. So it's like, oh, shit, I, I thought this one I was going to I paid. I paid for a three-year deal on that first website platform. I used them for maybe a year. And so I just Ouch. ate the next two years. I was like, shit. <laughs> but I didn't know because yeah. I was just like, I got to go. And I was like, well, that was a mistake. Um, there's a few of those along the line. Is, where it's like, damn, that is, was a $2,000 mistake. Shit. I not do that again. <laughs> is this the sister you fired, by the way? The Kansas yeah, sister? Yeah. That is, so yeah, just cause. Yeah, we just proved it. Gotcha. Yeah, this is why you something that's exactly right. This is brilliant. <laughs> I'm gonna send her a text right now. You know why I fired you? Hey, guess you what? Just remembered why I never hired you. <laughs> yeah. I I I I just wanna be honest with you right now. This is why I fired you. So there. Take that. I have my poor daughter's own a single or an only child, but she has a um three-year-old cousin and i really wonder because they grow up and they're like doing stuff like will that childness pettiness like i can fuck with you just go on all the way because it's so rare to have that relationship of i can just kind of be an asshole but you know i love you vibe with people yeah 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 and like i don't know you just yeah. speaking about your sister it's like it seems pretty clear that you guys like have decent enough relationship to like mess with each other but have fun oh, messing yeah. with each other and it doesn't seem to get old <laughs> oh not at all not at all i mean we've been running that joke for a while um that's just kind of the family in general just ask my wife she hears the same stories 800 times gotcha yeah probably more like 8 million times at this point after 20 plus years of marriage she's heard all the same family jokes she's right. like jeez you guys shut up same story again <laughs> that's no, that that's why we look to add to it's it it's just yeah it's great it's great 
yeah i i don't know i like it's endearing to me it um it almost goes with the like i don't know the coolness of um learning about your business is like to me that's hella interesting that there's this stupid little sister aspect of what was happening in the moment you know not only did you have the support but then you kind of got to like throw off the support and then you get to kind of like blame her for screwing up this website decision even though it's so nice that she's helping you with it (laughs) it was just like this one thing like hey i need a website oh yeah do this like that's awesome okay so so before uh in case many of my other family listens to this um i do have an older sister and a a twin brother um they have been helpful as well it was just that my sister was not my little sister was not working at the time and so that's why i offered her the job (laughs) (laughs) and she had a and she had a big enough garage for i was about to say of of brushes i was (laughs) was about to say really it came down to square footage (laughs) yeah yeah it really came down to what's your warehouse i.e your garage look like can i fit can i fit four pallets in there okay good that's gonna be the (laughs) no doubt and by the way, uh, you're just gonna let me have that, and maybe I'll be extra nice to you during Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> like, please don't charge me for that. Dude, that <laughs> the that's something I hadn't thought of, and I don't know if you can say it or feel comfortable. Um, but like investing the money into the product design, taking it from the the water bottle with duct tape and piano hinges to actually making a, a thing, a prototype, like an official prototype. Yeah. What was that cost ballparkish of having the product design actually designed? Um, you know, I don't. I know about how much I've spent all told prior to, um, you know, from like day one that I s- filed the patent to all the mistakes and then uh, the concept and manufacturing and the landing it um, stateside. I know that cost um, probably is right around 85K. Um, That is spread out over, um, I mean, really, that's spread out over four four to five years. Um, So, like, the the product design portion of it, because uh, the way they had, uh, Pillar had it structured with uh, four phases and um, three, the first three phases would get you to a manufacturable, uh, product. And then you could kind of decide that that was kind of like a big deciding point. Um, but like everything could be done, um, at your, really at your leisure. And uh, so it was like, I could go through phase one, if I needed to pause for whatever, trying to get money, uh, or just trying to save money, uh, for whatever, whatever I need to go, you know, maybe life in general happened. Yeah. If, uh, um, but then, you know, and then I could just kind of take it piece by piece and go as slow or as fast as I wanted to. Um, and then the big money, um, up until that time, like, gosh, I don't even know if I can even ballpark how much that cost. Um, just the concept and get to the prototype and get to, um, a manufacturable product. There was a fancy name that they used, but anyway, um that really was not that bad um it was once you got to the manufacturing side of the house because then it was i need to pay for half up front half you know it was like a 50 40 10 split um 50 up front 
40 at um, once it shipped, and then the last 10%, I think, is once it was delivered, something like that. Um, wow. So that's when the big bucks, um, that's when I knew I was committed. Up until this other time, you know, I could kind of be like, man, eh, that was an expensive, that was an expensive try. Um, but anyway, so that's why we took it slow so that we could pay for it. So I didn't have to, I didn't have to take out a small business loan. I didn't have to do anything crazy like that. Um, so I just small, how do you eat an elephant, right? Just yeah. one bite at a time. And then that's really what it was over the course of those four years, uh, on how to pay for all that and finance it. And, and I really did not want to ask anybody for money and I didn't want to owe anybody any money. Maybe that's just, maybe if it was a different product and it was going to be quite a bit more complicated then I would have to look for investors or something like that. But I debated it. I debated asking, um, friends and family about for money to see if they would, but then it would, you know, then you start, you know, that, that balance of, you know, family and business and money and it, it can get dirty and ugly real quick. And I didn't, I just don't want to be in that position. Yeah. I don't have a ton of family, but I always thought if you're asking family for like money, just, and the only thing they're really contributing is money versus a partnership of, dude, you're great at marketing. Why don't you just be the marketing department? I'll be the creative department. Oh, man, you're great at logistics. You could be our in-house, whatever, secretary, keep things order. You can be head of customer service. And like now we're creating a business and people have jobs versus the pressure of, hey, Kim, gave you 30 grand last year, told me I'd be seeing six grand a month. Where's it at? Like that, like, dude, I'm just trying to barbecue. Like what, why, yeah. why do we have this stress on 4th of July weekend? This is uh, not yeah. fun. Yeah. I saw my, um, I think the big deciding factor on keeping it, um, you know, at least, you know, the plan is, um, I want to hold on to everything as long as possible. Um, you know, at some point I would, and, and Sammy and I have talked about it, you know, about him having some equity, um, in the business, but that's once we get to kind of like, I can actually pay employees or, you know, I'd love to have employees. I'd love to help people out. You know, like maybe I can, you know, provide them a, a life or, you know, some sort of comfort, but you know, like right now it's not, that's not that, um, feasible, but, um, you know, the taking the money back to the taking the money thing. I don't know why I was going on that little tangent. Um, Cause you want to say, I saw my world. wife. You're a good guy. Cause what you want to save the world. You're a good guy. You're just trying to make yeah, it a better that's place. All. That's all. I, that's all. I, I just want to save the world via brush. <laughs> um, no, but uh, I saw my, so like when I was trying to decide about, you know, taking money from others or, or helping me try to finance it and different things. My wife, as she was going through the real estate deal, um, for the, she ended up being part owner, um, of the office that she was at within a couple of years. And then all hell broke loose and it split and, uh, and, and the business folded and then she got intertwined because they were really close friends with our, with us. Mm. Um, the original owner. Um, so we were really close to their family. And then once that all kind of fell apart, like, so did the relationship and it got really ugly. And, um, and so once kind of seeing that, I was like, Oh shit, like I'm not bringing, I'm not bringing family into this. Yeah. Like that's, that's not a direction I want to go. 
um, no thanks. I don't want to experience that ever again. And uh, so, you know, I guess, you know, in hindsight, that probably, there was probably a reason that happened. Um, maybe it was just to make sure I didn't take any money and I was just going to have to bootstrap it myself. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, it's funny, the time suck, because we were talking about that, like these people have ideas, but they don't act on them. And I wonder, and especially for you, it seemed like that phase three to four or the manufacturing phase of, wow, this is a real price commitment. I'm curious yep. about just points where you felt it was like watershed or real fork in the road moments of creating this business yeah. of like, fuck man, we're in. Like if, if I, if I take this left, there is no backtracking to go right. Yeah. Like we're committed. Yeah. That, that, um, uh, between three and four, that's it. Because, um, even, and even the design team, they said, okay, we'll get this to the manufacturer product. And then that's your choice. And he's like, we have people that will decide the one, they just don't want to do it anymore. Or two, they want to sell the product to somebody. They want to sell the idea to somebody, or they say, yes, I want to run the business and I, I want to be in charge of that. So, um, that was, that was the moment I said, I'm in. And uh, like up until this time, I was kind of just playing around, just kind of getting my feet wet, right? And, uh, but yeah, once we said, let's manufacture, um, I was committed at that Wasn't point. Was that there quick was... for you? Like when you decided to manufacture, it was just like you knew um, right away or you took a week? Um, you know, I, I think in the back of my mind, like during the, all those, you know, phase one, two, and three, that's always kind of, I knew that phase four was looming because they even had pitched it to you. Like, you know, that it was coming up. And so you're always kind of like, it's, it was in the back of my mind, I guess. And, uh, but I really don't, it was a big, I, the first time I, I <laughs> the first time I cut a check, uh, to the factory, I was like, Oh shit. Like this is, this is real. Like up until the time I was like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, we can make this decision. And, uh, like that, at that point I was like, we're in like, there's no, this train is rolling and there's no stopping at this point. Um, but I don't know that it took, I don't think I sat on it for a couple of weeks or a couple of months or anything like that. I think by that time I had kind of said, um, because as, uh, everything kind of lined up, even with the pause of COVID, with that and then retirement coming up on the military side, everything was just kind of rolling into place where I could, I could retire and then I could work on a brush as full time as I wanted. And I wasn't going to have the, the distractions of being uh, active duty anymore at that point. So, um, I don't know. It's like a lot of things. It seems like they were always big decisions. Um, but you know, I don't know. It was never like it was life or death or anything. Nothing. At least I guess I've, I guess I've seen that side of, <laughs> it was like, I realized that this is just, again, going back to the, uh, what's the worst case scenario? Like, yeah. I can, I can stomach this or I can, I can absorb this and, and still live. It Dude, it'd be really weird if you were like, whatever, 15 years, again, like the joke of, oh, son, you got rescue barbell. I once had this idea about barbell rescue business. Like imagine 20 years down the road being like, wait, I didn't cut a check for whatever, 20 grand. And this yeah. is where I'm at now. Like that would cost more than the, t the peace of mind of knowing you failed and lost money yeah. 
to me would be worth the money, or at least it should be, right? Like that's kind of what I seem to learn from all these entrepreneurs and people I listen to who take these risks. It's like, it's the fear of if I don't take the risk that drives me to do yeah. it more so than yeah. what I've lost by yeah. failing. Yeah, no, no. And it, it's similar to um, even when, even when I joined the military, like it was, am I going to, am I going to be like these coworkers uh, who, who I, I respected all of them yeah. um, that, you know, decided not to do it. And I was like, I can, you know, in my mind, I always said I was going to do 20, but you know, worst case I could, I do four and I've done and high school was four years and high school took, it was gone in a flash. So, you know, four years is really all I'm wasting. Um, if it was going to be that bad, but, um, but yeah, I think it's just, I guess the fear of, um, yeah, regretting not doing it, I think it's pretty powerful. Yeah, that's it. Seems so simple. A lot like a barbell brush, <laughs> such a simple yeah. concept, but a very powerful and amazing one. Of like, wow, if you think you can do something, you really should try to yeah. because you're gonna look back at one point and be like, "Fuck, man, what would have happened if?" And that really sucks. That can eat at you. But at least yeah. if you do, yeah, you know what if. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like it. It's exactly. almost like a theme for um at least for this conversation and i don't like i find that's part of i guess again selfishly to make it about me like that's part of what i enjoy about these co- or podcasts is like it's shaping as a 41 year old man like it's shaping my worldview and philosophy on just what is right yeah. how you should act what i want to encourage my yeah. daughter to do like who fucking knows talking to a guy from alaska that's an air force vet and being like yeah, man. It's like Shiloh, if you got that passion, like go after it, like go, go yeah. see if yeah. you can make something of it. If you're actually committed and willing to do the work that goes with it, like go get it girl versus mm-hmm. now play it safe. What about the pension kind of thing? And it's like time yeah. and place for all that. I don't know. I, I like, I like having those kind of thoughtful conversations. Yeah. yeah the other, uh, you know, you're asking about, I, I had a, a coworker at the uh, surgery center um, asked me like, what was the most challenging, uh, part to starting everything? And it was always like, uh, yeah, there's not every different phase or di- different stage has a big challenging part. <laughs> it was like getting, you know, filing the patent. How do I file a patent? How do I manufacture? Like, how do, okay. Then I gotta do that. How do I start social media? Um, like, how do I do that? How do I do this? And then it was all these, like, uh, just a variety of questions that you're running down, but the, something that Sammy and I've talked about quite a bit is like the, um, will this, this, you know, like what, especially like when it comes like to the hiccups along the way and like the delays and like, I was, I was pretty upset. Um, there was, that was the, I think that was with the packaging. No, there was something wrong with the manufacturing side. And I was, I was pretty livid about the delay that there was that whatever this issue was causing. Obviously it wasn't that big now, but at the time I thought, man, I want to light this. I, I want to light the factory up. Like I want, I want free shit like now because you just ruined my timeline. And, uh, and, but then it was like, all right, let's stop. We'll look one. What's the standard? Like, is this normal? But then also like, is this going to matter in, in three to five years? Is this one issue going to matter in the long run of the business? 
and and I've yet to find um, anything that has said yes, this is going to matter in five years. Like, like that's okay. I just I just had a two month delay. Yeah, it sucks right now, but in five years, is anybody going to remember the two month delay? They're going to remember the quality and and whatever else, and maybe the excitement of, of launching, but they're not going in the end. A two month delay is not going to matter, like in in the five year scheme of things. And so there's that question comes up a lot. And same thing, like um, uh, for the so in October, I started. I had a company reach out about running ads and doing paid, you know, marketing and stuff like that. And um, and you know they have it's not cheap. And uh, but it was like again, am I going to regret not doing this? And what's the worst, you know, that, that happens and can I absorb whatever this risk is? And, you know, if it goes belly up, like, or if that doesn't work out, is that going to matter in five years? It would be just, Oh, I, I took a, you know, that was a little hiccup, a three month hiccup that I just tried and, uh, and I just keep rolling with it and it's worked out so far for the first so we've been working with them since since then, since October. So we had just signed up like for a three month, four month deal, and then here we are, seven, sevenish months, eight months uh, working with them. So wondering uh, if you got into like a professional marketing aspect versus just like fucking around on social media and trying yeah, to make that decision because that has to be, I mean, that's another real commitment. Not 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 only getting three thousand things shipped to you. But being like, hey, yeah. now that I have all these things, no. let me figure. Let me hire a professional to put word out. Yeah, the um, yeah, they because they had originally reached out, like let's say in June or July of last year, and uh, so. And by the way, to we cut you off, just yeah. to emphasize, it was it so it it would be so cool to me that people did did you take it as they believed in your product enough to think we want to help you advertise or did you think it was more like just cold calling telemarketing hey you have a product let's see if we can manipulate you cuz to me I'm like man that like um, these people must think you have a really good product if you're getting reached out to yeah i get a i get a fair amount of cold emails and um and cold dms on instagram and different things asking hey i saw your website you look good, but you're really missing out on SEO. And oh my God, it's nauseating sometimes. Um, if I would have known that, how many emails I I have to answer or or just ignore. Um, but anyway, this company in, in particular, uh, they had reached out, and we had a couple conversations back and forth. And I said, Nah, I can't do it right now. Well, give me a few months. I want to see how things go because. You know, this was June or July last year, and we'd only been selling brushes for a couple months at that point. Um, legitimately, like selling brushes, and um, and I was, you know, again, I'm trying to fund this by myself, and I had a goal of to, you know, run, you know, trying to get the business feeding off of itself as soon as possible, and not out of my direct bank account, right? And um, anyway, so like we waited on it, and that gave me time to again, vet them to see who they were. And then it came down to, okay, I know we're going to talk again. Um, what's the worst case scenario? The worst case scenario is I don't make any money with them. Um, but if I keep the same revenue that I had up to that point, I could kind of break even with it and 
it would be in a learning learning experience and I chalk it up as that and I can just move on. Um, so anyway. Um, I think that's a great perspective the, when thinking of like when you're going to pay money for something. It's like, well, if I learn – worst case, I lost money but I learned <laughs> – isn't that basically what college is? I'm going to lose money and then learn a skill that I can hopefully <laughs> flip into making money in the future. Well, that's kind of the point of college. So it's a great yeah. perspective to have <laughs> when you're making decisions. Uh, that's funny. It's just like college. I have a son that graduates uh, in about 20 days. So okay. we don't know what he's going to do with college yet. But anyway, um, so it's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, it's just like, okay, can I absorb this? Can I, can I afford to lose this? Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, in theory, I can. I mean, I made a, a couple other mistakes along the way where I was like, "Ooh, shit, I wasn't expecting that loss," but, um, but here I am. Uh, but yeah, so that's kind of how I just—that's kind of how I tackle everything. Is it going to matter in three to five years? And you know, what's the worst case scenario? And the marketing worked out for you. So the one funny part—it it has. The pod for me is I get hit up with a bunch of, hey, I can help you get downloads. And one night, it might have been after like my third glass of red, I was like, bet you can't prove it. And it was some whatever cold marketer from like India was like, I can get you 10,000 downloads for $500. And I'm like, if you get me 200 downloads in the next hour, I will give you $500. Never intending to commit. And then I magically get 100 downloads from India and he was like, see, I told you. And I'm like, yo, I didn't even get any listens. I'm like, this is such a scam, but thank you for the 100 downloads. <laughs> and I was funny. like, it's a made me as like a nothing, nothing, right? Like is getting yeah. hit up with people trying to get me to invest my money into yeah. helping my product. Yeah. But like what I got yeah. was 100 meaningless downloads from some like yeah. stream farm kinda, in India. Yeah, kind of like the people that pay for their followers on Social media. Dude, that yeah, man, um, that's pretty wild. Um, but uh, but yeah, so the uh, the the marketing side of the house, that company Optio, O P T Y O, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, my sales like rocketed. I don't know, um, had to do with the exposure, um, and then just paying for the ads to get it in front of people, and um, you know, uh. November came around. So I kind of, it was kind of weird. I tried to, I kind of jumped on it when I did because I knew black Friday was coming up. I knew Christmas was coming up. So I knew people were going to be a little bit more apt to buy, but, um, you know, November doubled, uh, revenue. And I, I could kind of write that off as black Friday ish. Um, but November doubled revenue versus kind of the average for the previous four to six months. Um, December doubled, November, um, um, almost within, like, it was quick, like, um, and uh, anyway, so that doubled, and then we kind of stayed steady across January. February was phenomenal. Um, March kind of tapered off again, but it was still, you know, like uh, a December level, and uh, and then April has been the slowest month that I've had, um, in six or seven months. Um, but even then, that's just in relation to the previous three or four months. The growth. Um, so it's still doing it's still doing well um, in that regard. So it's like, okay, this is ah, God, April is doing really bad. But then I look at October and I go, 
oh, we're still double. <laughs> we're still double what uh, we're easily maybe 2.25 better than what October was. Um, so I guess it's not really that bad. Um, but then you've also, we've gotten, um, when you mentioned people reaching out to me that yes, there is the, the scammers and everybody's just feeder, everybody's just coming after you. Um, but we've had, I've had so many people reach out, uh, company wise. Um, and I, up really up until January, I didn't have to go after, I, I hadn't really had to go after anybody, if you will, you know, as far as content creators or anything like that, um, or businesses, I just had a lot of them. Um, we got three, well, the very first, like one of the very first wholesalers that we had was actually, is actually in Sweden and they reached out about doing a wholesale deal. And then, um, and then we got about three or, well, no, we probably about have five or six. I have to look at my website now. Um, we have the list of the stateside dealers uh, or wholesale accounts. Um, and then in February, March, we landed two small wholesale deals in Canada. And uh, then the most recent one uh, was last month and uh, Rogue uh, Fitness had reached out. And they just sent it. They sent a cold email and just said, "Hey, do you do wholesale? And would you be interested in sending us a sample of so so we can test it, the product?" And I was like, "This is a scam. Is this real? Is this rogue? The rogue fitness?" And uh, anyway, sure shit, uh, it was. And within about three weeks of emails, it was in the where brushes were in their in their warehouse and selling. Um, so to have. You know, to have somebody like them and plus in, in, in all, really all of the companies, I'll be honest, um, to believe in the product that much to say, yes, I want, I want to sell it. And, you know, again, for us, it, for me, it's proven that validity of the product and that it's like, it's a need it's, 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 or it's a necessity. It's a, a nicety to have and yeah. to help speed up the product. I don't want to say it's a need. I mean, shit, you can use whatever brush you want to clean your bar. Um, we just do it better. We just do right. it faster. <laughs> yeah, the efficiency <laughs> um, and ease is, yeah. I guess, and that's like, what I'm selling, <clears throat> right? Yeah. What, so wholesale, and this is a little bit, I guess, of my business ignorance. Wholesale, like what's other than wholesale? Like single sale to someone like me who has a gym bar, yeah. or who has his, he's a yeah, gym so garage like, gym uh, guy. Yeah, and so, needing a thousand um, to me versus one wholesale person who would buy a thousand themselves and then sell them out in their area. Exactly. So, okay. um, so like the direct to consumer and or direct to business D to C D to B. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so like we're just like you said, like direct to consumer, I'm trying, I'm trying to hit every single individual sell whereas with uh, a wholesaler i'm trying to sell them to make one sell and then they then now it's their their product to sell um so you know direct to consumer i get a larger cut as far as my margins go right and larger yeah. profit but then since they're kind of doing since the businesses end up doing the advertising um you know essentially they're getting their their piece of the pie um off of it and yeah. so but then i you make get less the margin on it but i sell more in bulk yeah um so again i'm making one sell versus you know somebody that's buying 100 brushes or 50 brushes 25 whatever um 
however, yeah, so that's kind of the benefit um, to the whole south side of the house. Um, you know, initially, I always thought max profit because I didn't, I didn't know what I didn't know, right, about yeah. anything business. Um, so I was like, ah, oh, yeah, max profit, perfect thing. This is how many brushes I need to sell. This is how many I'll, this is how many I'll need to sell to make my money back. Okay, that's my goal. And then you threw a whole, uh, I remember the first time, one of the first wholesale emails I got, it was this, somebody, um, a friend of mine who has his own product introduced me uh, to this other guy. And, and this business owner said, yeah, send me a wholesale sheet and and we'll go from there. And I was like, okay, I'll send you, typed up my little email. Yep, I'll get the info to you um, shortly. And then right after I sent that email, I went, Google, what is a wholesale sheet? <laughs> I, was like, I have no, I, it was just like, oh shit, what is this? And then it was like, I just went on this like 24 hour binge on what is wholesale? What is the standard for health? Like, how do you even like, uh, calculate price a wholesale account? Hey, 50 um, will be like, this, 100 will be this, 1,000 will yeah. be this. How many you want? Exactly. I'm D DMing my friends, you know, business or friends like, Hey, do you got a wholesale account? What is it? How do you do it? I mean, the, the buddy that <laughs> Jesse, uh, he was like, shit, I've done deals just on a, like no shit on a napkin. I'm like, do what? I'm like, can you give me an example? Like I'm a, like, as with everything, I, like, I'm over, overthinking and overanalyzing things. And, uh, I just gotta be perfect. Everything's gotta be perfect. Um, and, uh, he was like, no, seriously, just, type up a word document and said, here's your wholesale price. This is the margin. This is the percentage and call it a day. And I was like, do you have an example? And he like, it looked just like that. He went, he went to, to word 20 point font bold and then typed out. I was like, that looks like shit. Like there's no way I'm sending that to somebody anyway. So I, I go down the rabbit hole and I find this like fancy, I, I don't know, had graphics I overcomplicated things, but, um, anyway, it gave me a really nice, uh, sell sheet and I've used it ever since. Um, and it just said, here it is. And the guy said, easy enough. How I'll take X amount of brushes. How much did you get into? I feel like I would get overwhelmed fucking with the percentages of yeah. like, as I was listening to your example, I'm like, okay, what? And I'll just make up numbers like, okay, well, if you buy 50, I can give you 10% off, but 500, I can give you 35% off, you know? And like, yeah. I'm really trying to play out the variables. I don't know how mathy or algebraic you got, or if you just like yeah, the, rolled um, some dice. It, what I quickly learned was like the standard, uh, almost like the standard across the board. Um, people were saying wholesale is 50% off of retail. Uh, and um and i was like god <coughs> damn that seems like that, seems that sounds like an awful that's a lot and so to be honest um i i saw the 50 and i was like god that's too much and then um then i talked to a couple other people and they said they had tiered rates and they didn't even get up to 50 percent. you know they would stay in this like 25 40 percent ballpark and um and then uh you know like what minimum quantities do i say you know to make those tiered rates and then some of it was you know everything um i always at this point 
I always, regardless of the deal and regardless of what my wholesale sheet says, I expect some sort of negotiation back and forth, some sort of, you know, Nick, I don't see nickel and diamond, but nickel and diamond, um, either way. And so like, I've even taken it a couple of times where I said, well, let's, I really didn't like how that transaction happened. Let's try this approach and see if that works. Hmm. And, um, and so there's been a little bit of, I tried it, you know, in the end, everything is pretty consistent across the board. Um, and that just helps me out in my mind. So I don't have to be like, okay, this one, I gave 20%. This one I offered 17 and a half. But they're in Sweden. The other yeah. ones are in Oklahoma. Yeah. So they're never going to yeah, talk like, and never find getting? out. Yeah, like, like, so like, you know, again, it's like, well, I guess I'll just try and see what happens. And, um, and then as I've kind of narrowed in on the, the percentages, um, you know, here it is. And then once I, I just said, yep, this is what it is. And then they just say, yeah, and And then there's been like, uh, there's been less negotiation as it goes. Um, so that it's just, it's on paper. It's in this fancy little pamphlet. Um, so that means it's official. Um, and that's where I'm going to stick. And, uh, so anyway, so that's a little bit, you also learned about, you know, there's, you know, of course you got your MSRP, your manufacturer suggested retail price. And there's also a map minimum average allowed average price hmm. i don't remember but anyway it's just pretty much saying that if i sell it to you you will not sell it for less and try uh... to like undercut um and and it almost becomes you know, i just pick up all these different like uh fancy business stuff um like oh is that a thing no, I don't yeah. want to be undercut because I had seen I had seen enough. Um, I didn't think about that. Uh, but that makes sense. They're like, yes, I, we'll take had, ten thousand, and then all of a sudden you give them a great rate, and then they undercut you. Yeah, and then I they mean, start the wholesaling end, your own product. In the, yeah, in the end, I mean, they're kind of undercutting themselves, but um, but I guess if they're never sold it before, then they're still making money on it. Um, but uh, but I had seen so with this other company, this other product that I watched very closely. Um, I had noticed that their website said one price, Amazon said another price, uh, you know, their wholesaler will say another price. And so there was like four different costs across the board. And I was like, I don't want that. Hmm. And so, I, and so whether they are drop shipping it or they're wholesaling it, or for me, like it's the same, like if you want to sell it, if you want to run a sale, in you know a twenty percent off sale, well, that's uh, you know that's coming out of your pocket at that point, um, <laughs> um, to be honest. But uh, but yeah, so like I've tried to keep everything across the board, so it's a level playing field for each of us, and we're not um, you know somebody's not undercutting, taking me out at the knees or something goofy like that. But it's weird. Um, I don't know. It seems to be working. I don't have anybody that's selling it for less. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have thought everybody's of that. been everybody's yeah everybody's been really good about keeping it at the at the price. Uh, I had one person I was like, oh shit, like this. Uh, I hope I explained that. I hope I said that clear enough. And uh, yeah, it worked out fine. They sold it for right at forty nine ninety nine. That's the way it is. Do you picture it like? Uh, I don't know if Walmart would be so going to Shark Tank. 
one of the big yeah. things is like what shark has distribution and can get you into what stores, right? And it's like yeah. Walmart, the Holy yeah. Grail, Macy's, the Holy Grail, like all these malls or Dick's. So like Dick's Sporting Goods, would that sure. be awesome for you? And I don't want to crap on like businesses, but I guess I'm trying to picture scalability. And I'm now I'm wondering like yeah. who do gyms buy their stuff for right because ultimately that would be the largest retailer for you is like who buys barbells well barbells can come with this now barbell rescue yeah yeah because um, i don't know who barbell like it, how many barbells are manufactured <laughs> you know like how many uh, different kinds i don't know the numbers but i mean there is a wide variety of businesses big and small that manufactured barbells hmm um it you know you um i think what did i oh shit you know on the crossfit side there's uh the obvious is is rogue and then there's another company that i've become good friends with called hero barbell so they're kind of a new and up up and coming one um and i really love their barbells um there's a company called american barbell um, Kabuki Strength has their barbells, and um, I know there's a million others that I'm not even going to touch, but those are the ones that all come to mind. Um, uh, Texas, there's one Texas barbell. Gosh. Um, anyway, it's just you know, and then all these like Globo gyms, they'll have their versions. Um, there is one that I know that I found out that they don't even really maintain their barbells. Um, once they go bad, they just kind of chop them up, uh, and throw oh, them out. Wow. Uh, that kind of hurt my soul a little bit when I found that out. But, um, <laughs> anyway, so, you know, the Globo gyms, if they have barbells, um, you know, they will have some sort of dealer and then you have all the, you know, the high end, the cheap one. I, I feel like I should look that up just to see how many barbells are made a day or made in the U S a year. Like it's insane. It's insane. And I figure everybody needs barbell. Uh, everybody that's got a barbell needs a brush. Um, Starting out, I just said, okay, I'm just going to tackle the, like I said, I, I'm just going to tackle the um, CrossFit world since that's where I kind of, you know, we'll call it, I grew up there and uh, that's where everything stemmed from. But the garage gym folks jumped on it. Um, power lifters, uh, Olympic lifters, uh, you got barbell clubs, you got weightlifting, all these different clubs, you know, um, outside of just the global and just like so many of them have all reached out to some extent and um like just last month uh the u.s um powerlifting association pres president bought three brushes and he's going to use it at one of his national events in july Dude, and um so fucking dope yeah he didn't even he just bought them and i just happened to see the order come across and and happened to look at it because it, it was for three brushes which is kind of a weird um, quantity to buy, uh, you know, the average, to be honest, is one, because I think people are still peeling it out to see if they want more. Some gym owners will buy two to four, two or four, but I hadn't really, I was like, this is a weird number. Anyway, then I looked at the order and I saw this email address and I went, Hey, thanks for, thanks for the order. Let me know if there's anything else I can do, blah, blah, blah. you know, just making, making the, uh, the connection kind of thing. And, uh, and he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm looking forward to trying them out. I'm going to, we're hosting an event in July and I plan on using it there. Um, 
and we'll see how it goes. And so then since then, um, we've had a few emails back and forth and I, he already left me the review and said, you know, kind of announced to the world on my, on my website with the five-star review saying these are going to be used at this event specifically. And, um, and then, so now we're, I'm just trying to figure out if I'm going to sponsor, help sponsor the event. I get asked to sponsor a lot of events. I bet. And that's like a whole, that's... that's a whole other ball of wax that I just don't, I'm still trying to figure out the best way to navigate it. So as um, a, and, and it, it's such a stupid aside, but I've listened to a couple podcast hosts talk about promo codes as advertisers yeah, and the trap you yeah. fall into promo codes. So like. I got shady raids, you know, buy your set of shady raids with getting the number two, no, the letter U pod and receive 20% off. And yeah. then it's like, it's easy to quantify because you can see, oh, they typed in this getting to know you pod and it led to this many sales. But then what yep. about them yep. hearing the pod, just remembering shady raids and Googling their own promo code, or maybe they were like, fuck it. I don't even care about the promo code. So like quantifying yeah. almost like the TikTok views quantifying I have a banner up led to how many sales yeah. kind of a thing. I think yeah. that would be my mind fuck where I'd overplay it. I'd overthink yeah, it. Yeah, that, that's the one thing that the uh, marketing company Optio has been good about and um, is I will kind of shoot it to them and say, hey, what do you think about this event? There's a few that, you know, smaller ones. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll do, easy. Um, you know, are, are you doing a raffle? I'll throw your brush and, you know, you can raffle it off or something. So there you go. Um, but like for some of these bigger ones where it's, um, you know, a lot of people will, Hey, sponsor this event and you can get, you know, vendor booth. And I'm like, it cost me a lot of money to fly anywhere on top of the <laughs> space. Um, like I can't, that's going to be very limited and few and far between. And so, like I said, like the fact that I just went to one, um, the very first one, uh, last week and two weekends ago. Um, yeah, like I'm not, I, as much as I loved it, I just, financially it doesn't make much sense and, and trying to figure out like what is the roi on these events and um you know can we use the money could i use that money elsewhere um and, and get a guaranteed return um so yeah it's a it's it's hard and i don't and i'm still trying to figure out what the best way to do it yeah um, i i mean i'd love to help everybody i'd love to be everywhere but um i can't and i can't I also can't just give away products left and right. Um, yeah, right. And in the hope of exposure, because it's yeah, almost like the yes. TikTok videos. Same thing. Yeah, same thing with like discount codes um, uh, or like the promo codes. Like, I try not to just have a million different codes out there. Um, I don't because at that point I'm just. Well, I might as well just have it be the price. cut the cost. Yeah, cut the cost. 10 to 20% and just leave it at that and never run a discount again. Yeah. Um, so I tried to like, I heard that somewhere on this company called two brain business, but they were more in the, they're in the gym ownership, like mentoring gym owners. And they were talking about running discounts and, uh, and then how that kind of like just cheapens and lessens, um, mm. the product or the service. And, um, so then people will just wait for the discount. You know, so why not just wait until, you know, I know that once a month he has some sort of discount out there. Yeah. Why not I just wait for that discount, you know? And uh, so I tried, oh goodness, I think my headphones about ready to die. Um, yeah, so I tried to uh, to keep the discount codes at a minimum. 
not because I'm greedy, but it's just because I don't want to, I don't want to have a million out there. Yeah. And I, I think it's a valid, fair point to be like, Hey, I, I don't know if I have a discount product at this point. I could get it if it was like a fourth generation and you throw a discount code on yeah. the first and second. Yeah. And cause like, okay, yeah, man, like I've innovated. So I feel this product is better and the other ones by yeah. default are worse. So this is why you get a discount on it. But if you have a good product, yeah. I don't know if you, and it's fairly priced. I don't know if you mm-hmm. need a discount because it feels like the discount would just be the set price. If that's what it has to yeah. sell at, that's what the market's determining. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the oh shit, what was I? Where'd my brain go on that one? Um, Cambodia, the African market. Maybe I think Australia. that's where it was going. I think that's where it was going. <laughs> no, no, it was just uh, about discounts. Sponsoring um, the Ukraine, <laughs> the yeah. soldiers. Mm-hmm. How'd you know? That's my. I was. I was actually gonna make that announcement tomorrow. <laughs> Breaking news. You heard it here. Breaking news. You heard it here live first. <laughs> hey, Ukraine, are your tank barrels kind of rusty? Yeah. Well, have I got a product for you? Barbell Rescue now announces it's triple XL. <laughs> yeah. It'll fit. I was going to say some sort of am like shell size, but I don't want to embarrass myself as a Air Force medical yeah. trying to act like I know it. I know, right? Like, dude, people are like, yeah, shells come out of a tank. 32 mil. And I'm like, oh, 32 must be powerful. Not as powerful as a 58 mil. Oh, yeah. Almost twice as powerful. Sounds sounds big. Sounds (laughs) real big. (laughs) Exactly. Um, If you, Kim, I'm actually kind of curious. And I hadn't asked barbell rescue. Like, it makes sense Mm because you're like rescuing a barbell. Was it complicated mm-hmm. to come up with the name of the um, business itself? Yeah. That, uh, again, how to name your business, how to name your product. Um, Google. Thank you. Internet. Um, <laughs> it was like brainstorm, throw out any, like Sammy and I, and then even my family, I was like, Hey, just give me some random names. Um, that you think, but I kind of dialed it into, you know, um, I was trying to make it as easy as possible for people to remember um, with the spelling. Again, looking up how to, how to label your business or, you know, how to come up with a business name or uh, any or product name or anything like that, trying to keep it as simple as possible, just like I tried to keep the brush as simple as possible. Um, and anyway, so we threw out this laundry list of names. Uh, I probably had 30 on my phone. I probably actually, I think I still have that note on my phone. Um, I was going to say, it was the, it was one looking at it to see if one of it, you know, it didn't make sense, but then also then it was like, okay, I want to try, is there anything else on the market with that name? <laughs> does somebody already, does somebody already own that, um, that website, Yeah. that domain? Um, the one thing I will say that one of the few and far between, um, forward thinking moments of clarity that I had was on the very first website that I bought. And, and it was, how do I, um, how do I, you know, kind of like, what is it? It's a barbell brush. Well, if anything, how, you know, regardless of what name I come up with, if somebody says, Hey, what was that? What was that barbell brush? What was the name of that? And they could just type in barbellbrush.com. Oh. And I bought, I bought that. 
that was the very first domain that I ever bought. Um, and then I could just link it to whatever, to barbellrescue.com. And nice. I bought like a couple of barbellbrush.com, .net, .org. I bought kind of because they were only like shit, five to ten bucks at the time. Is that real? And do you own it outright or do you have to pay that annually? I've always wondered that. Um, I have to renew it like every two years. Gotcha. Um, so like fast forward. So I bought that probably in 2017 or 2018. And then fast forward um, maybe eight months to a year. And somebody reached out to me about buying barbellbrush.com. <laughs> this is just me trying to pull things together. But that other company came out with their barbell brush. Um, it's called 360 Barbell Brush. That's the name of their product. I still, to this day, wonder if it was them looking to buy it. Um, anyway, that's just me with my little... Cons- oh, to my buy little, my your little... website. Yeah, so like I had owned, I had, I had already owned it. So they could link it to Barbell, barbell 360. Yeah, and so they were wanting to buy it because I think they were wanting to use it. Um, I don't know if it was them. That's just, again, that's just yeah, me yeah. kind of going. That timeline would fit. Um, so again, um, well, it would also be that, smart uh, if like people are sitting around like starting a business, googling around like you, thinking it out. Like that'd be like, oh. yeah, yeah. There's people that will buy um, domains and just sit on them. Yeah, you treat it like a stock, almost like. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. So, um, like, I bought it and for like twenty bucks. I think it was because it was like barbell and rescue were very like distinct terms and like rescue was kind of popular because there was like bar rescue and then there was like like pet rescue. There was a few other like TV shows or something that had rescue in it. And um, and so that kind of upped the price a little bit and made it very like this could be a potentially like good domain to have letter like words not being misspelled or, you know, trying to make something look fancy, you know, like an I instead of, you know, a one instead of an I and complicating it. So it was just a very barbell rescue, barbell brush, easy to remember. And so that kind of gives it more of a, a stock, if you will. And um, anyway, so I bought bar- barbell brush first and I just kind of sat on it until we came up with a real name and barbell rescue. Um, barbell names. <laughs> so this is October of, I said, oh, oh, that's the last time I opened. Um, anyway, so we had uh, bar skew, kind of like tying it, uh, but that was that wasn't available because somebody already had it, and that was going for ten grand. Bar skew? What do they sell bar, on bar skew? I have no clue. I have no clue. Oh, well, you're reading, dude. I'm gonna. I haven't. I haven't listened. Um, we had um, barbell restore, barbell or bar savior, barbell savior. Barbell Savvy, Barbell Doctor, uh, Doctor Barbell, Doctor Barbell, Barbell Groomer, Barbell Redeemer, Barbell Buddy, <laughs> uh, Barbell Liberator, Barbell Extractor, Liberator, <laughs> Ringer, Barbell Ringer, uh, Barbell. I was, um, and then that, so that was all the barbell. Um, I also thought about doing something with the knurling, isn't that so? What, but I felt like that. Not very many people would, they just, barbell was easier. Uh, but anyway, so then I went through some of those, you know, they already had websites uh, or they were taken. Um, I really thought I was going to do Chalkbuster was going to be my first. 
Like I was almost chuck, chuck. We're going to blast it off the barbells. We're going to bust it up. Um, like that was kind of where my first name, like that was kind of the name that I, my first name that I came up with. And I thought, yeah, I really like that. But then I went to the website and chuck buster was some sort of like a uh, uh, horse racing uh, website. Oh, okay. And I was like, chart. well, damn it. Oh, okay. Anyway, so the bar, the barbell rescue just kind of made sense because um, since uh, Sammy and I were, you know, we're both medical professionals um, and military and all that jazz, rescue just seemed like it made the most sense. And then when we made the uh, the label, it was kind of like the shield, and that's kind of like a protection thing, um, and it kind of gave it like the military kind of look to it. And so we kind of pulled that together. Yeah, um, everything kind of had like its own little reason on why we why we did it the way we did it. The color, it's an Air Force blue, blue. Like then we started researching what what colors mean. And, you know, blue is supposed to build, like, trust in that kind of ordeal. And so I was like, oh, Air Force Blue, we're trustworthy. We want to be trustworthy. I really didn't want to do red. It's too loud. It's bold. I wasn't ready for that. I wanted to build trust. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I wanted to be sensitive <laughs> like, and emotional. So, like, yeah, you were talking about, like, just going down the rabbit hole. I got to look up what, is it, what do colors mean? Yeah, that's a weird commitment too, though. Like to be yeah, like, why not like, orange? Why like, not black? What shade yeah. of blue? How many? What will navy blue versus light blue cost me in yeah. production? Like Jesus, uh, yeah. man, that. Yeah, the um, the actual color is Admiral Blue. Um, Salute. I I just I just like the way it looked, and I was like Admiral. That sounds cool. <laughs> um, but but yeah, all the different other color schemes that you know. Of course, in the gym, you know, it's red, black, red, black, blue, yellow. It seems to be some pretty, the most pop, black and red specifically. But um, I don't know. That seemed a little bit too uh, tough guy for me. And I didn't want to, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for that. But we're going to, the plan is to come out with some red and blue ones uh, with our next production run. Or red and black and a couple other colors, maybe. For aesthetics, or do they serve a different purpose? Um, it's more so for the uh, so the inserts, uh, the replacement inserts are blue, and um, so kind of just the a, a nicety for gyms that want to try to brand it towards their gym, mm. or maybe just people. Somebody wants an all black, somebody wants red, some you know their favorite color is red, whatever. They can kind of brand it towards uh, what they like, and um, you know just a nicety really that makes sense yeah see that's another thing you've got to consider is like the person buying it if the color can coordinate with their gym colors yeah. of the walls or some shit it's like wow that yeah. that could be the decision to buy your product or another product it's like oh this yeah. one matches boom yeah yeah i had one gym tell me um wow we just already bought we already bought these brushes um but yeah if you come out with a yellow one I'll buy it up in a heartbeat. And I'm like, I did a survey not too long ago and yellow is like in the last place. <laughs> so I probably, won't, I probably won't be doing yellow. <laughs> I was like, as much as, as much as I would love to, but I'm like, damn it. Yeah, oh, do well. you have to talk to the manufacturer to be like, yo, if I just wanted to get like 50 in yellow, everything else is the same. What's that running? Yeah, so like, do you get those? Do you have those kind of conversations? 
that is the current discussion right now um is uh talking to them and finding out so because we had other ideas of so we have nylon inserts nylon brush right now we had talked about doing a steel or a brass bristle version um and that kind of gets you more into uh a little bit farther into the niche area where you're like barbell restorations where they're completely rusted out they're not worried about the finish or anything like that um and then the color schemes and what that would take but they have their minimum order quantities their moqs that they say i'm not doing this for you know I need 500, you know, like just similar to, to like my order of initially it was like, they, they weren't going to do it for less than 3000. Yeah. Um, so then now they're saying, okay, for each color, I want a minimum of this, but then they're also going to charge me a fee. You know, they want to take this bin of red pellets yeah. and change it out for blue pellets. And that's going to cost me an X amount of dollars. Yeah. Um, so then there's like a fee for that and then their minimum more. So now I do got to figure out some percentages and ratios and it, it all comes down to a, like an educated guess really. Um, uh, okay. Well, I guess based on my survey, I can only, I can only do, you know, four colors versus I really wanted 10 to start. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, so that's some discussions that we're having, uh, right now. Not yet. I was giving you a second to throw on your uh or change the audio <laughs> who knew the conversation would outlast your airpod charges it's actually really relaxing watching you pantomime with that mustache and not hearing any sounds if you could sound check by singing your favorite taylor swift song i would appreciate it off key of course hey what's that there Did it that is help? yeah man nailed it who needs yeah, an it um, department sorry no dude sorry you uh Sorry, I, I sang a full three minutes of T-Swift, but sorry, just missed out. Antagonist, I bet. No, yeah. it's... Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, the, uh, yeah, the video. My Wi-Fi here in Alaska sucks. Uh, it's actually been really, really clear, man. There are some... I'm, I'm out in the country, too, on some spotty... Here and there, spotty internet. And uh, I've had... Um, I had a ultra hemp thc runner a native american who was calling me from like fuck where was he somewhere out in utah or colorado like literally outside of a indian reservation native american reservation and you talk about yeah. like spotty internet dude it was like seven drops within the first half hour and we we're like oh, it's okay. just not meant to be man it's just not meant yeah. to be yeah. Um, no, yeah, I feel like wild. the connection's been pretty clear. I think that was just an earbuds thing, but who knew you'd be speaking this yeah, long so too. about your business? Yeah. 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 Talk about advancements. Uh, I discovered Audacity, which I finally figured out how to, instead of me having to manually clip out um, moments of silence within the pod, I you normally use, use GarageBand um, to like whatever, level it out. But in GarageBand, I cannot find something to eliminate silence. So Audacity has it. And I'm like, game changer, man. You just let the tape roll yeah. and you set it up like, hey, any silence that is longer than 0.5 seconds that doesn't meet this decibel eliminated completely. What? Yeah. And it's That's free. Audacity's free. And I'm like, dude, so like GarageBand's free on a Mac. Audacity's free on a Mac. I'm recording on a Mac. It costs $100 to be on Podbean a year. 
but Spotify will host yeah. it for free. So ultimately the podcast could cost nothing to produce on my quality level. And I feel like that audio quality is not terrible. It's not as great as like in studio mics and shit, but sure. it's not horrendous. And I'm like, that's to me, it was super interesting talking about just like figuring shit out and like business wise, it only took a yeah. hundred and eighty four episodes before I was like, Oh, audacity <laughs> can do this for free. There's 30 minutes per pod opening up of my life that I no longer have to worry about. Yeah. Um, well, that's what, I, like, a couple of the other podcasts that were starting, uh, on one of them, they were just starting, but yeah, that was them just trying to figure out, you know, the editing side of the house just seemed it's the worst. painful. Yeah, it, so that's part of why I do the um, long form. I also, um, and I don't know, every once in a while, like I look down, I just take notes like timestamp for like conversations, like topics oh, of sure. like, oh shit, here we're talking about going viral on TikTok. Here we're talking about patents versus product designs. Um, but what I found is once, I don't know if you need a ton of timestamps, timestamps if it's just a getting to know you. I might over timestamp which adds yeah. to the amount of time that I'm putting in. And I don't know, return on investment, how much better a yeah. um, product it is. Like, will people really skip ahead to the naming a business section of this pod? Or if they're yeah. listening, are they just into all the context? Letting it play, almost like a baseball game. Let it play, put it in the background. I got a long ride. I got a long drive. I got a long workout. Just going to let it roll. You know, like those are part yeah. of my decisions where I start maybe overthinking it, but that uh -huh. matter, you know, much like color, <laughs> it matters. <laughs> it does matter. Everything, yeah. everything matters. Um, Dude, I had a former. Yeah, that's kind of how I listened to your, that's kind of how I listened to a couple of your other podcasts beforehand. Once you reached out, I don't know. I just listen to it as I go and then I turn it off and hit pause and then I go back to it and. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, did you even look at the timestamps of any of them to, like, skip around or um, skip You ahead? know, I really just on the uh, the headings, I kind of saw, um, you know, because you kind of have it broken up, like, three different things, four different things on each each person. Oh, yeah, about the person, right? That's really that's really what I looked at. See, yeah. that's where I fuck myself up. I'm like, dude, are you trying to be too clever? Like, learn how to market, you know? Like, what is the uh -huh. conversation about versus, like, weird little things people say about themselves? that you then yeah. throw in the headline. But I feel like that's, that's how I imagine people consuming it is like, Oh yeah. No, that's and that's exactly. Cause I was like trying to figure out like, what do I, I was like, damn, he's got a lot of these. And then I was like trying to go through it and I was like trying to figure out, you know, there was one dude that I listened to that was a military guy. And I was, so I think he had uh, something on, on his title. And then, uh, who was the other, the other one was a gal. I didn't quite finished. But anyway, there was something in, in, in that title that kind of intrigued me. I was like, oh, well, I'll listen to this person. Yeah. So that's kind of how I found you to know, decide which ones to listen to. Yeah. Um, I, as I just keep thinking about it, I'm like, I think that's more a better return on investment is making sure those titles are clear versus worrying about like time stamping a bunch of shit. Like, I don't know if that's worth the effort. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's because I'm not that savvy, but I didn't look at a timestamp. Yeah, I, I honestly, it, it's just like Rogan doesn't timestamp. He's just like, hey, I spoke to this person. Here's what they do. Yeah. Where like Lex Friedman yeah. um, timestamps the fuck. And uh, Rogan had a couple comedians and I then whatever get to their pods. And like 
they'll have a timestamp like every five minutes. But I, I'm almost positive they have like a production company that just they pay to throw it on. Yeah. And it's easy to do. It just sucks to find the exact, oh, 58 minutes, 32 seconds in, parentheses. You can click it mm-hmm. and it's done. Mm-hmm. Um, it just sucks to time it out. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Um, yeah, I, that's uh, super into my own podcasting. <laughs> Dilemmas. <laughs> Those are my color issues. So for the next, so for the next second, I'm going to talk to you about how to do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Dude, let's actually, let's end on this, Kim, because I am curious. One of the TikToks I thought you were going to talk about was the um, – it, was it Charlie Brown? It, I don't think it was his voice, but it seemed like a Charlie Brown character where you were like, sir, I'd like to talk to you about selling this business. It's on your IG or selling oh. this product, which I thought yeah, was fucking yeah. hilarious. And it was your Shark um, Tank pitch. Yeah. And then the Shark Tank guys are like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't know what cartoon that is off of. Um, um, shit. But yeah, it was like, oh, he's a wilderness Yes. You know, it's like some kid saying he's a wilderness expert and uh, he's trying to help somebody. And so that was just, um, no, that was a funny, yeah, that was kind of a funny video. I, I sat on that one, that sound for quite a while. Cause I was like, I really want to use this, but I don't know how I'm going to do it yet. And, uh, and so that's kind of how I do some of those videos is I, I, I see the sound. I'm like, I like this one. Now I just got to figure out how to use it. Um, and the way to go so like it's been uh kind of these themes of our brush is faster uh the other brushes suck um so don't use those this is what it's like this is what it's like to have our brush this is what it's like not to have our brush then you kind of go to the entrepreneur side of the house of being a small business owner um and then just having a product and then you know i've done like i think i've had probably three maybe four like you know uh shark tank pitches and uh you know i'm always getting i'm always getting um turned down the one is of my wife <laughs> it was actually it was of me like doing the walk up and it was like the uh, shark tank dun 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 and walking in and i open the door and i go hello sharks and then it pans to like me with the towel on my head as my wife and be like no and uh, and that's the end of the uh, the pitch but anyway yeah that that uh that wilderness one was pretty funny. It was fun yeah. one to do. Is, Some of them are. Dude, it, it was hilarious. Um, the the audio, that's the interesting part because that's kind of what makes that viral content, right? Is selecting the good audio to go with the image. It's really more about the audio than it is uh, the image. Would I, that be a fair statement? Yeah. I Yeah. I think it's trying to find out which ones are the most popular and what's kind of what's trending. And then try, how can you put your own little spin on it where you're not just doing the exact same thing that everybody else is doing? And so, you know, with the brush, similar to like when I started with it, I was like, how many times can I tell this is a faster, more efficient way to clean a barbell? Um, But then you just kind of kind of roll with it and you can kind of figure out how you're going to tie them all together. You know, and then some of it, you know, was easy because products were just coming out. So I could kind of do like these releases, you know, where it was like uh, the office when they were having like the fire drill, like the the fire drill. It's like, oh, my God, what do we do? What do you get? So it was kind of like me running around and acting like. Proceed to safety. Allow your adrenaline to guide your decision making. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And so, yeah, so, you know, you just try to figure out, you know, 
um, on how to how to pull those into it. And you know, I like short, dry comedy and yeah. humor, so that that really works into my wheelhouse. I don't. That's why I haven't gone on. I have a YouTube page. Uh, there's only a couple videos on there, but um, I feel like that one has to be very, like, for whatever reason. Maybe I just made it up in my head. I feel like that has to be very polished, and because the, some of those people have been on YouTube forever, and they have a quality product. And I'm like, do I use that on YouTube? I mean, YouTube now has their shorts, YouTube shorts. Yeah. And so right. like they have these smaller videos. Because how long does it Maybe take to show in. that? Hey man, this really cleans a barbell quick. It's like made for. Yeah. Do you remember Vine, which was like seven seconds or less? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like it seems yeah. like your product. The watching on Instagram, I'm like, shit, man, that shined up really quick. How do you how do you turn that into like a minute and a half? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. There, I mean, some of these like you know barbell cleaning tutorials on on YouTube will be fifteen thirty like thirty minutes. Like they will, they are long, but then they're going into the details on the different barbells and the metals and the finishes and different oils and solutions and all these other specs um, that, you know, dude, that's something. some of it. I'm still trying to figure out. Yeah. Like, I didn't even insane. ask yours is legitimately just like a brush, right? Or is there extra stuff that goes with it? No, it's um, <laughs> no, no, seri like serious. Like, but like, no, we're just um, that simple. Like, so one thing that, <laughs> I should have asked earlier, by the way, because talk about like need for a timestamp. It's like, hey, let's talk about yeah. the efficiency of your product at the three hour mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a this is a classic example where I tell my wife, OK, long story short, three hours later, here's the answer. Yeah, no um, oil. <laughs> Just the bro. No, like that's that's kind of the funny thing is um, and I've gone back and forth on it quite a bit is I made a brush. I invented a brush. It's faster way to do it. But it's like, I start getting that. I, I start getting asked all these questions about barbell restoration. Does it help with rust? Does it, will it do this? Will it do that? And all this other stuff that goes into it. And I, at first I was like, like, I didn't want to do like, I didn't want to do any like, um, barbell. It's called barbell education, if you will. And, um, like I just I just made a brush. That's all I was trying. Oh shit. Um, so anyway, so that's been kind of a like. Oh, that's the questions I get asked a lot. Is well, what do you recommend for cleaning solutions? How often should I do it? Does it help with rust? Hey, what about this? Bar? My barbell has this finish on it. Like what? Do you, and so yeah, there's been a learning curve there on on. Oh my gosh, what does this do? And so like I found a few people that like I go to for some of those questions. Um and and you know the other some of the problem that I have um is with this rust question, I have a really hard time trying to find barbells up in Alaska. Like it seems like in the lower 48 you can just go drive an hour and then there's 75 brushes or 75 bars that are on Facebook marketplace that are yeah. all rusted out. Like they're like our inventless call it the collective inventory of barbells up here that people are trying to sell is really hard for me to come by. Um, so to try to do like before and afters gets really tricky. So then I have to, oh. re you know, rely on uh, folks in the lower 48 um, that have access to it or are in the Florida and Texas and are in the super humid 
um, environments where they're dealing with, you know, salt water and humidity and everything else, all the other um, environmental uh, aspects of it and trying to like clean, keep your bar pill maintained because you just spent 500 to a thousand bucks on it um, and you want it to last forever. That's how much they cost. I'm trying to think back to mine, although I think I got the bitch one. I think, I don't even know how much a normal barbell weighs, but um, I feel like I feel, um, 45. Because let's, I only got, I only got two in my house um, <laughs> and I bought those eight years ago. Um, but, you know, like 300, 250, 300, I think is kind of a, like a low average and then they can just go, they can just go skyrocket depending on who, who makes it 800 plus. Gotcha. Um, yeah, and then if you get into some of the specialty barbells, I'm sure they're even more. I don't. Um, I'm pretty plain with my my garage gym setup, so I don't have anything crazy. Yeah, I, I uh, like basic. Yeah. I, let me circle back to Shark Tank because I was thinking about this. Is that an actual goal of yours, or do you just kind of make fun of it? Uh, it seems like you really enjoy the fact that like you are the everything of equity in this business, which I would be too. I'd be like CEO, bitch. That would be my business yeah, card. Like, uh, I think because man, I, I get asked all the, asked all the time if, if I'm going to ever go on it. Um, I feel like it would be nice. I don't know if I, could, regardless if I was to get a deal or not, I don't know that I could handle, um, I don't know if I could handle the influx. Uh, like, cause I always hear about people like they, they went on shark tank, then bam, like it over it just, overloaded them uh wow. you know crashed their systems and all this other crazy stuff I, I guess it's good problems to have yeah um but also the other side of me is like i'm trying to do this uh like I said on my own and i want to hold on to everything as long as i can i know i know i'm a pinch point at some point right yeah like uh, i i'm gonna be the bottleneck and and there's shit there's even right now i'm probably the bottleneck no i ain't the bottleneck like <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, um, you know, I know I'll have to get out of the way at some point or, you know, like what's my niche and where I want, you know, if I have more employees, if you will, um, which is kind of why I hired the marketing company because I didn't want the, I, I, that mental bandwidth to try to figure out how to market and run ads and adjust the ads based on how they're doing almost like day trading and, and that kind of deal. Like I didn't want, I just didn't want to do that. And, um, and so I just, that's why I kind of gave that up to them. Uh, I debate back and forth, uh, on, on how long, if that's going to last or, or whatever, but I think that's just kind of fleeting thoughts at the moment. Um, but anyway, so, you know, right now I don't have a need to go on it. Um, I, I feel like I get an, my fair share of people reaching out to me currently, um, that I don't need to, to give up that kind of, um, that kind of equity or, or, um, I don't, yeah, do you, I don't think I just, I don't think I need it right now. Like, I wonder how many people go on with the purpose of not accepting an offer, but just wanting yeah. the publicity versus the people who actually need the influx of cash yeah. or the connection. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely, it seems like there's people out there that, that have done it just for that. Um, and I've also thought multiple times on, like, you know, they always ask, well, what are you going to do with the money? Um, you know, 
more inventory like just buy more of the same but i don't (laughs) but i don't want like that's something that i try to bear like i like with this next production run you know do i buy another three thousand do i buy five thousand um you know and then with the colors that kind of complicates because the last thing i want is to be sitting you know be you know um inventory poor i don't know if that's the right saying um it's like you know having all this inventory yeah like i just yeah yes exactly um i don't want to be sitting there with you know all all of a sudden i got all these brushes that i just can't sell right um you know not that they have a life expectancy or you know an expiration date or anything like that but i don't want to be sitting on that either um so that's a little bit of balance and i don't want um i don't at this point i don't have any um plans currently to open my own manufacturing you know my own warehouse here in alaska to you know print or you know do the injection molding no no kiosks in your future (laughs) just yeah yeah no (laughs) pop-ups yeah yeah um i don't have any plan i don't have any plans uh for that so i don't even know why i would um go that direction right now i'm other than just for shits and grins and you know publicity i guess i yeah i don't know i mean would it be an experience i I, i've listened to a few folks that have been on the show you know on their you know they're being interviewed and stuff and you know like when they talk about knowing your numbers and, and knowing some of that business stuff like it makes you um learn your business quite a bit and they actually recommend that anybody should go on there just because of the learning experience in itself and and like truly knowing your business inside and out and and all those numbers that you know whether what whether it's shark tank or what was the other one um the profit um that was on for quite a while uh and it was always came down to the numbers and how well you you know how well does a a business owner know those numbers yeah Um, almost just like the elevator pitch thing that we were talking about where it's like you it's a lot of shit starts as a hobby and then it's like, no, dude, if you're going to treat it serious, yeah. like treat it serious, you have to actually know yeah. a lot of integral aspects. Yeah. I met a, I met a guy who, um, he has a multi-purpose oil that I'm testing right now. And I'm thinking about at this point, if I had to make a decision today, that's the multi-purpose oil I will I'll use in a cleaning kit that we're going to put together. Um, but he started out as a scientist developed this multi-purpose oil and now he's a business owner and uh, so he's kind of gotten the same but with his uh with his oil so he's like ah yeah i had to learn everything uh from scratch and you know doing an amazon store and running the website and different things like that so yeah um yeah kind of starts out as a hobby and then next thing you know yeah you, you wake are. up and you're like fuck man this could actually be something <laughs> which is yeah. cool yeah. but at the yeah. same time exactly. intimidating. kim is there something we didn't get into dude i really thought i'd like I'm actually kind of amazed that it was about three hours really on the business. I didn't think it would be that yeah. much business. Um, but is there some aspect that we didn't get into that you want for the record to be out there? Mm. Hot loaded question. Cause if you don't answer yeah, no right, um, then you neglected something. <laughs> gosh, on the, uh, I'm, we talked about the we talked about the product side, the design side, the business side, the social media side. Um, I feel like it was pretty fucking in depth, man. I'm thinking about like what yeah. else. I almost like it. I honestly had not spoken to 
like again, not I feel like you have a lot of confidence, so I don't want to pump you up too much aside from the facial hair, which gives you confidence. <laughs> but but it's like you you're like it wouldn't be inaccurate to call you an inventor, right? So you're um, an inventor and a business owner, right? And yeah, a creator I, um... and a CEO. And like, that's just, I've not spoken to somebody who took a fucking concept from scratch and actually created a brand that's not like, oh, I'm an influencer or me, like with this fucking pot. What did I do? I took a picture, I threw it in a filter and that's my logo. And then what do I sell? I sell you a link that you'll listen to. It's nothing fucking tangible. Uh So I hadn't spoken to somebody who actually created a concept which I think is amazing. Yeah. Like I'm really in awe of all the process and the thought that goes in with it. Thanks. Um, yeah. I, tr- yes, I invented a product, but I have a hard time saying that um, I'm an inventor. <laughs> uh, you know, like it's funny, like people ask me what I, you know, oh, you're okay. Now that you're retired, what do you do? And then I'm like, I almost always start with that. I'm a part-time nurse um, because people can understand that. But then I say, oh yeah, then I have, the startup business and they go, Oh yeah, what's that? And then, you know, and I am speaking for three and a half hours about it. Um, <laughs> they're like, no, nah, just get another cup of coffee. Keep talking. But, yeah. but even like the first, like even like the first time, you know, or, or like signing, um, you know, like, you know, like my signature block on an email, like, do I put business, do I put owner invent? Yeah. What is your email tag? That? Do you have an email um, tag at the end? Um, yeah, I think I just have just owner. Just Kim Friesen, owner, Barbell Rescue. Um, I used to put owner inventor. I've kind of gone away from that for whatever. I didn't put it in my email signature block. But um, now that you bring it up, I think I wonder if I don't change that. Because uh, one thing that I found kind of interesting at the uh, trade show this past weekend um, is, one, as I was talking to people um, in, you know, you asked if marketing had worked. Um, I don't know of anybody that was there that said that they hadn't seen it. But this is a very like niche group and they're very into the garage gym space. And that's, you know, who we, and, and gym owners, that's who we market to. Right. So, um, one, they had already seen it, but then, um, you know, the, when I showed them the prototype, the original prototype, or I said that I was like, this is my baby. Like, this is my ugly baby. I, I made this. Um, like that, that like, um, you would see kind of people's eyes go like light up like, Oh, Oh, you're not just like a sales rep. Um, like you, Oh, you did this. And, uh, so, you know, it would seem like they would get a little bit more involved in the conversation at that point. So, um, I feel like, I I feel like owner inventor for what it's worth than just owner is a huge difference. Like I think of Steve Ballmer and he owns the Clippers and that's really cool, man. It's cool that you own the Clippers, but you didn't fucking make the team go to LA. You took someone else's thing and really appreciated it and then bought it. So it's nice that you're trying to make it better, but it's not actually yours from Genesis. And I I think the inventor part adds that like ugly baby aspect which uh-huh. who would uh-huh. fucking want to? Yeah, like who? How, how is that a negative? I birthed it. How is that a neg- You don't want to see where the molding came from. Um. 
<laughs> but like that adds that personal touch because you could own almost like the patents. Like you could make the patent just to sell it versus make the patent to yeah. have it be your own. Yeah, yeah. I remember the that patent agent, the very first guy that I talked to, he was like, yeah, patents are cool. You get this cool piece of paper. There's a lot of people that have that piece of paper, but then it's like, what are you going to do with it after that? And I was like, that's probably the one thing that I took from that one, that individual was like, well, what are you going to do with that piece? Cool. I got a piece of paper. And now what are you going to do with it? Yeah. I got to sell it. <laughs> yeah. And then it just brings up all these other thoughts. Yeah. Um, a million different directions. But yeah, thank you for those compliments. I appreciate that. No, dude. Yeah. And dude, thank you um, so much for your time and being willing to give up so much of your intellectual property and thought process, <laughs> man. Um, it, it really is. Uh, I was looking forward to it. I was hoping that you wouldn't bail on me yeah. last minute just cause yeah. it, it's, I don't know. It's really interesting, man. And, and I think it's rare yeah. to take something from concept to market. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I, I just may, if I want to have parting words, um, please with that in mind about inventing or, or product development or starting your own business or anything like that. Um, as much as a, a cookie cutter kind of person as I, that I am, that I'm always just like, um, like I want, just, just tell me how to do it. This is step one, start a business, you know, apply for a business license, do this, do this, you know, whatever. Um, like that's what I was always looking for. And, um, and really as the cliche goes, uh, you just got to get started. Like, like it's, it's done. Like, I'm like, damn it. I hate saying that, but it is the truth. Like, like, like I said, reading all those books prior to didn't really do too much. I mean, it gave me some, you know, a foundation of thought and like how to ask questions, I guess. Maybe that was the military training, but anyway, um, was like, just know what you can, can you absorb the loss and really be more mad if you don't try it kind of thing. But those are yeah. like, Two themes. Um, so ELA teacher in me, I guess you always look for themes or takeaways, main ideas. And like, not only can you absorb the loss, but can you deal with the loss not of, or there's better wording for it. But I think those yeah. are the two takeaways that I'm taking from this is like, why the fuck not? Just try it. Especially if you can yeah. absorb the loss. Yeah. Like what else are you yeah. going to do with your money, man? Like how much more shit yeah. do you well, need so, in your house? Yeah, and like, yeah, like some all these uh, like a lot of these other business owners that I've run across, you know, like they might be on their second, third, fifth, eighteenth invention, mm. um, but they've just taken one thing away from that. Okay, well this one failed, you know, like the fail forward yeah. uh, thought process, and they're like, okay, well that didn't work. Um, maybe I can apply it to this, you know. And then the next idea comes, and then you just kind of keep snowballing all of that information and that, uh, experience, uh, down the road. And, um, you know, my first logo failed and I spent $2,000 to get it, to get a logo and I hated it. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, I was wondering like, how does a logo that, fail? Like that? I, I hated it. Like I paid for it. I did not like it. And I was like, I think I'm going to try something different. And anyway, I paid for a nine ninety nine app and through this together. Um, anyway, I was like, whoops. So it was like, after that, it was like, okay, that's, that's a learning experience. Yeah. <laughs> we just get, 
like I, I could have dread I could have like man I could have stewed on that one for a while but it was just like shit that was a mistake and I don't want to do that one again um you know now it's funny I paid for a 9.99 app <laughs> I paid that's my logo 2000 9.99 it was like logo <laughs> it was yeah yeah it was stingy but you know I just kind of had to run with it and with the best knowledge that I had at the time. Um, yeah, the, it just didn't work out. The fail forward mentality. I, I, and I'll fuck the quote up, but like Elon Musk talking about SpaceX, he had said something about like, when we make the rocket, if it doesn't blow up, we didn't test ourselves enough because then we don't know what sure. our limit is. So if we do the rocket and it gets yeah. there, it's like, well, we could have done something better. But we don't know what because we did what already was done. And it, like it, it's just a very good reminder when people are so critical of others because everything's so out there. It's like you yeah. really do need to fail because failure is the only way to understand a limit, to understand what yeah. is the range that you can obtain. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, that made me think about uh, from the military standpoint um, – it became this kind of like one strike and and you're out of the military kind of deal. Like if you yeah. like you got in trouble, you know they uh, you know it was a little bit of numbers and they were trying to kick they were trying to get people out, but it was almost this like one strike and you're out, one strike and you won't promote. Um, so you know they wanted perfect leaders, but the old guys that I had is my best supervisor. He had a stripe taken away at one point. He had been written up multiple times, but that guy knew how to how to lead people and take yeah. care of people. But, you know, you know, like a little kid, you, you toe the line with your parents and then, Oh, okay. I can't go that far, but you know, you're always, you know, what, what can you do? And, uh, anyway, so the whole, you know, one strike and you're out and you got to learn cause you want perfection. That doesn't, that doesn't teach anybody anything. No, man. And I think that's, again, like, it's just, it's really cool that you didn't let, those failures or uh, whatever a little hiccup um stop you from going yeah. after your business man and it's cool yeah. i've had some people on the pod now early on especially like my um double digit episodes where they spoke about aspirations of being whatever like ultra runners there's one guy dill daddy who's um back in the day it was three years ago wanted to be an ultra runner now the motherfucker's got like maui gym sponsoring him and he's like putting out all this content like that's kind of how he makes his career he's this athletic hawaiian yeah. dude that like wants to climb mount everest and it's like you got people to help you do that for you and yeah. at the time he had no idea and it was three years ago and then within three years that's you know you're making those connections man and i i'm very interested i'm uh -huh. so glad i came across your your comment because now like i'll be fortunate enough to have this conversation with you and like have this insight on what you went through and then yeah. see where it goes, which to me is like a social experiment in some ways, but it's like yeah. really cool if you actually play the yeah. long game on it. You're like, holy fuck, man. Like this person is like yeah. getting after it and their thing, their dream, their passion is occurring. And that's so fucking cool. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm like this sensitive teacher, but like that shit, even to yeah. another grown man, well, yeah. it's like, it's yeah. really cool. I think it's because you want that you probably want that for your kids. Yeah. For each of your students. Yeah. Oh, dude, for yeah. sure. Find your passion, pursue it. And like, how can you support it? You know, that's, mm -hmm. that's a big part of it. Yeah. All right, Kim. Well, speaking of kids, I guess I should bounce. Yeah, man. So I can actually be uh, alert and um, awake 
and not take like several naps while kids are like, I'm just like, today's video day. I'm done. Yeah. Well, here's the good thing. In Alaska, it's only 8 p.m., so I'm good. Yeah. So, yeah, I got a couple hours before bedtime. Yeah, dude, what's the um, daylight situation over there? I've always heard the weird, like, there's parts where it's like 24 hours. It looks bright as fuck yeah. at 8 p.m. over there. Yeah, it's 8 p.m. Um, yeah, uh, so let's see. Um, yeah, at the summer solstice, um, we'll have like four hours of dusk. Dusk, and not dark. Dusk. Just not not completely jet black, um, and uh, anyway, because the sun will kind of come up and then it kind of like levels out and then it will, gotcha. it, it kind of does it up and it just stays. Anyway, um, so yeah, so we'll have like four hours ish of dusk, and you know, and then the winter is the complete opposite where we kind of have like this four to six hour um, dark, you know, a daylight duskish kind of. Stuff so like right now we're we're completely binging on it and adjusting to all the all the uh, all the sunlight. So it's Alaska's about ready to get rowdy and just staying up way too late. <laughs> That's yeah. That was funny too because <laughs> like I nine o'clock rolls around. I'm like, but I don't want to get ready for bed yet. It's still bright outside. <laughs> yeah, man, that would fuck up my clock like crazy. It's, it's wicked. It, uh, so like you have like room darkening blinds. And uh, to try to make it as dark, you know, some people are just used to it now, but, um, but yeah, so anything and everything to try to cut out the, uh, the sunlight, but then on the opposite, the darkness is awful. <laughs> I bet, dude, I, I, it's that, a grind. It's a grind. Fuck me up. Yeah. Southern Delaware gets dark. So in basketball season, December, January, five o'clock, you could get dusk and then five thirty, it's like pretty, pretty dark. And you're like feeling like it's night. But and we all completely yeah. hate it. But sun's up at six a.m. You know, you get like ten, eleven hours of like solid light. I couldn't imagine four to six, man. That uh, that would yeah. Be the nice. um, sunrise is at six oh six, and sunset is at nine forty five. Yeah, yeah. Even in the summer for us, going past eight thirty is a bit much. Yeah, yeah. There'll be times it it could be pushing midnight, and you're like. Why am I tired? Are we calling this like, a day? Oh shit! That's because it's almost midnight. <laughs> oh my god! I gotta go. I gotta. I gotta be up in four hours. That's awesome. Yeah, that was that. Would, that happened more when when we first moved here, and we just were oblivious to. We were just living on the sunlight. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like 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 normal yeah. humans do. Yeah. Yeah. Neighbors would come over. Like, not to drag us out any longer. Um, when we first moved here, we lived in the house next door. We were renting next door. And our kids were in grade school at the time. And we had some neighbor kids show up like at 10, you know, it was summer, but showed up like at 10 p.m. Hey, can kids come out and play? And we're like, no, you, no, it's like, no, it's late. And then we're just like, wait, it's going to be dark in a few months and nobody's going to play. So then all of a sudden it was like, yeah, go out and play. Yeah. Like, it's not like you're running around in the dark. You can see everything. Yeah. I mean, you got to worry about moose in our neighborhood. Um, but, uh, anyways, it was like, yeah, go play. And then they're just out until midnight running around in the cul-de-sac. Do you really have to worry about moose even with the light? Like they're aggressive like that. Oh like yeah. Seeing kids. Uh, yeah. Uh, more so with the, uh, more so with, uh, mamas if they have babies. So here, here in the next few weeks, um, it'll be moose calving season. 
And so then mamas will start dropping babies. And um, our neighborhoods, there's always a couple, um, let's call it two to five mamas that will drop in the neighborhood, uh, drop babies. And there's usually, it's usually twins. Um, and so like, you know, you get between any, any animal mama and its babies, it'll be aggressive. So Gosh. yeah, you got to watch out. So kids just uh, run in between and then the mom gets freaked out or like, are you as an adult yeah, so, aware enough to know that you're in between or can it just um, happen? No, no, it can just like, if you go out on a hike, I mean, shit, even in, you know, in my yard, uh, at the house, there's a green belt around us. And that's so where at the end of this cold sack and there's this green belt. And I mean, shit, they will be in, in the trees. You would think you would be able to see this animal, but they blend in. It's phenomenal. Like hmm. you're like, where I know there's, I hear something, but yeah, then right. you just can't see them until then all of a sudden they, poof, they're right in front of you. But, uh, but yeah, they, I mean, they've been on our doorstep. Um, they've been in the doorway, they've been in the front yard and yeah, I'll come home, do, 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 do. And then there's a moose standing on the hill next to me. And so you just gotta be, you just keep an eye on them. And uh, as long as they know you're there, you kind of make some noise. You don't get between the babies. Um, so like all of the kids, are taught moose safety awareness and bear safety awareness. Um, so for black, mainly black bears in the neighborhood. Yeah, uh, I actually just watched Cocaine Bear and I was trying to think like oh. the, in Cocaine Bear, the first time the bear comes, he had a saying like brown bear blank, black bear blank. And one was like, it rhymed, but like, I, I don't know how it rhymes. It was like one play dead, the other run. But I don't know the difference between moose safety and bear safety. Yeah. The the moose, you really just have to look. If you see the, the ears go back and you'll see this like little tuft um, of hair and stuff, if that up. kind of comes up, like almost like in a, uh, a mohawk, um, that that means they're, they're on alert and okay. you better watch out. Um, do you other than run that, though? You, you, do you like create noise? Do you stand still? Like if um, they charge at even you? With, even with, no, even with the bears, um, a lot of, uh, from what I gather, not the expert, um, is just making noise and just making your presence known is enough to keep everybody at bay. It's when you like startle them or get between the baby gotcha. and the mama. That's when uh, usually issues will arise. Um, some of them don't really care. Like you can be making all the noise and they won't even look at your direction. Um, so really it's just making yourself allowed. So like people will have, you know, they'll, um, there's one hike that we go on, you know, and the shrubs are pretty high. It's usually just talking is loud enough. Um, okay. some people will clap. Some people will, Hey bear, just make just enough to make noise. And, and they don't really want to be a part of you. Um, they just go. If you scare them, that's when you, that's when you'll have more issues. Gotcha, because they're frightened. Yeah, but yeah, it's that, fun, man. Uh, eight and a half years of seeing a moose at your front window—it never gets old. Yeah, I we have. I'll send, a, I'll send you pictures. I'll send you pictures. Dude, like we it's, have a it's gnarly ton of deer around here in southern Delaware, but yeah, I, I've been around a couple horses. And I've read yeah. about moose, but the size is something that's like, like you stand, yeah. you see cows in a field and you're like, oh, that's a cow. And then you go up and touch a cow yeah. and you're like, whoa, that's a fucking ton of meat. Like a legitimate yeah. half ton of meat. Yeah. 
but I've heard moose when you're in their presence, yeah. it's the the size is hard to actually grasp it until is. you're actually there and be like, oh my god, I'm standing in my head's like at their fucking kneecap. <laughs> like, yeah, this like it is, is a beast. it is insane. It's insane on on the size of them. Um, yeah, I've only had a successful uh, a buddy of mine. Him and I went moose hunting, and man. One moose uh, fed like four families. Like we split it up in quarters, and it was still a lot of meat for four families. Like it's insane. Um, yeah, they're they're amazing animals, and I love just watching them. They like breathe real heavy, and just watching them. They'll play in the sprinklers if it's hot out because they're <laughs> just really, trying, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's videos all over the place. There's always one every year of you know moose playing in the in the sprinklers and stuff like that. It's it's pretty rad. That's awesome. Do you set up the sprinklers with the intent of like sometimes yes, <laughs> entertainment style. Some, sometimes yes, sometimes yes. I, I mean, I'm definitely not upset by it. That's for sure. Uh, but yeah, cool. they're amazing animals. Definitely a must. Definitely a must see if you ever have the chance. And these things, yeah, yeah, they're um, some of the lower forty-eight uh, moose. I guess are just a smaller breed, but these are. I don't know if they're bigger than, yeah, anyway, I'm no more moose. I think there's like the Yukon moose and then there's ours. And I don't know, there's some different like genetic breeds and whatnot. But anyway, they're amazing animals. That's all I got to say. Yeah, dude, how, like we worry about like, oh, what kind of bird seed could get a finch here? Or like, hope I get, hope those crows don't come by. And it's like, man, you're in Alaska. It's like, I wonder how we could set these sprinklers up to encourage moose to play. Like, yeah. what a fucking difference, yeah. man. Yeah. Just don't feed them. Just don't feed them. We can't, we're not supposed to have real life pumpkins out because moose love pumpkins. Uh. Um, so like that Halloween time, uh, we're not supposed to. Um, just depends on, I guess, where you live. Um, or maybe it's encouraged not to have them because um, they'll eat, uh, they'll eat your pumpkins yeah, so and they'll be on your front door. And is it a safety worry for you or is it more of a domestication worry for the moose with like a food source all, thing? Yeah, all of the above because then they start relying on it, especially like with the bears. Um, like it, it said once they go into trash, they will always come back to it. So, uh, you know, certain rules on when the trash cans can be out and how long they can be out. And, um, yeah, because then they just see it as easy food. So then they'll just go after it. Gotcha. Um, you know, and they can become more of a, a hazard for all of the above. So it's such a funny, like parallel to, um, human nature, like, Oh, easy food source. I'll always go there. Ah, you know, like get between me and my yeah. babies. I'll fuck you up. Otherwise, uh, if yeah. I'm bigger than you, I don't really yeah, care about like, you. Like, I really just want to do my own thing. Just yeah. leave, me, leave me and my family alone. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like it, it, that, that is exactly the ideal American. It's like, yeah. I just want to do my own thing yeah. man. in safety. Don't fuck with yeah. me. Yeah. God. I'm not hurting you. So just leave me alone. <laughs> no doubt. Do Kim. Thank you, man. Um, to end it yeah, for man. the third time awesome. so much. Um, appreciate the moose, <laughs> moose perspectives and, uh, just really had fun chatting with you, man. Super smart, super thoughtful. Yeah, you definitely, it think a lot about shit like I do. Like you enjoy thinking about the process, which I always find fun talking with folk. Yeah, it is pretty fascinating. Yeah. And it's just one big puzzle. 
No doubt, dude. And experience. Um, anybody who's still listening, 330, um, all links and stuff, I'll email you. We'll throw that in the description. So if you scroll all the way down, you'll be able to find it. Right on. All right, man. Well, dude, have a good night. Again, thank you so good much night, for your time. And um, good luck with the product going forward. Yeah, appreciate you. Thank you much. No worries. Huge thanks to Andre Psyche for supporting the Getting to Know You pod. Homeboy's been down since just about day one. If you have not already, search him up, Andre Psyche, on social media. Give my man a follow for the fuck of it. Please, almost more importantly, do not forget to subscribe, rate, and review the Getting to Know You pod on Apple, Spotify, or your preferred podcast platform. Five stars, five stars, five stars. If you have not already, continue with your gracious clicking, friend and follow the Getting to Know You pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And if you're feeling super generous, as in that ching-ching monetary type, go to our Patreon and support the pod for as little as $2 a month. Oh yeah, and if you know anyone who'd like to be a guest on the pod, go ahead and send their contact info our way. Slide them up into my DMs. Later.